Welcome to episode 576 of Conversation Street, the unofficial, spoiler-free, Coronation Street podcast featuring me, Gemma. And me, Michael. Today we're talking about episodes broadcast in the UK between the 15th and the 19th of May. That is episode 10,952 to 10,959. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm just going to look at it, Gemma, and just like, what are we going to say now? Oh, everybody, I've had a cold this week. I just need to get it out there. I've been feeling pretty poorly and stuffed up and snotty, haven't I? I've been, I've been a, 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 probably a terror to live with this week. Mm. No? Yes? Um, Maybe a little bit? Pathetic. I've just been not very well. I'm not I've, very good with... Uh, Gemma's... I'll tell you what, if Paul... If I was, if I was Billy and Paul was like, oh dear, I've got something to tell you, I'd be like, right. <laughs> not having any of this. Might be dealing with it. Yeah. I've got no patience. It could have been worse, but I Not have Not really, it's a joke. It could have been worse, but I have been streaming from my nostrils for most of the week. But I'm feeling a bit better today. I think if this was like yesterday, I don't think I'd be up for doing a podcast. But I had... I Usually I get... I'm living on about... I'm going to say between four and five hours sleep a night on a good day. Got ten hours sleep last night. Brilliant stuff. Need a bit yourself there, do you? Unprecedented, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so I'm up and I'm ready to do the podcast. It's going to be great. Um, I also wanted to talk at the beginning about our new bonus podcast that just went up today. Sorry for the delay on this one. It's usually um, usually a bit earlier in the week to be part of our midweek podcast. But we did have a special one out today, did we not? We did indeed. We uh, did a special about the Coronation Street, the tour. It's not called that anymore, Gemma. It's What's called, it called? The Coronation Street Experience. It's had an upgrade. Well, we had an experience and we did a special bonus podcast about five reasons why you should go. Yes, now we, the reason that this has come today is because there's been some big news about the tour. We will save that for the news section, otherwise we're going to have nothing to talk about. But um, we would, would very much encourage you to head on over to our YouTube channel because although the podcast yes. on its own is very, very lovely... Um, the YouTube version is much better. And it's got it's, video. It's got, it's got loads of video. This is like this is from te- mostly footage taken from when we went up to Manchester um, at the beginning of April. And uh, we, we, we did lots of um, footage of going around on the tour. We went inside the shop, inside the cafe. We went upstairs to the exhibition floor as it was up there back then, which wasn't completely ready yet, shall we say. But we, we did interviews with people involved in the tour. We in, even grabbed some people off the street themselves and fellow <laughs> tour guests like we us did. to speak to. We did, so it was great. I, I'm pretty pleased with how the video has turned reporters. out. It's like one of my best video videos that we've done, I think, so do go over Michael there did and interviews check it out. On camera, you did like five interviews. I was like, I was like a proper interviewer yeah. in it. I was like holding a microphone up to people and everything. Yeah. Very, I think very you, professional. I'll tell you what, I've heard rumours... Mm. Ugly, terrible rumours that Holly and Phil are on the rocks. Well, and they might be looking for some new people to take over. You, you in never the know. Morning. Yeah. And I've been getting up earlier recently, so I'm actually game for it. <laughs> Would you watch me if I was a? No, we can do it together. Oh yes, we could, couldn't we? We could be the new this morning couple it. on Everybody the sofa. Everybody loves our bickering. But we've just missed. Don't you think? We've just missed the the, the this morning coronation Street special. So I don't know what the point would be really. Um, build ourselves up to be beloved a television institution so we can well, present the Soap Awards. The Soap Awards are two we weeks away. And we don't need to actually buy tickets anymore because we'll be working the <laughs> red carpet, baby. Anyway, anyway, do go and check that out. It's jolly good, even if I do say Does so myself. Wanna... And thank you, Coronation Street Tour people, for letting us in and film and stuff. Anyone at ITV want to put in a good word for us? You wouldn't do it. I would, why? Because you don't like to be on camera. How much are they pay me, though? If they're paying me... 
How much do you reckon them two are on? But they're on a lot of money, aren't they? Really? <laughs> I would say probably. What would I? Okay, into right. Triple figures. If I, if you gave me a hundred grand, I would get up and go on television. Would you really? Would you be Alison Hammond? No, I'd be Holly Willoughby, obviously. <laughs> I don't Alison know why I was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so we, we we do need to talk about this week's Coronation Street, which um, I warn you now, I thought was just okay. I'm glad I've got my notes for my Street Talk segment this week because if somebody was just to ask me now, so what happened in this week's Coronation Street, Michael, I'd be like, oh, that's, that's a tricky one, that one. Faye, something to do with Faye. I don't I literally, I'm, I'm going to need reminding because came think, back. thinking back on the week, it felt like there wasn't there wasn't too much, but it, it is going to be Britain's Got Talent week soon. I've, Toy's I've got, got high a lovely hopes new for that. Style. She and, and yes, Toy, Toy was back to tell us about the dangers of um, raising too many cows for meat burgers. But why have a burger when you could have a delicious stuffed artichoke? And why have that when you could have a delicious quiz? That's what I want. Feed me. Mm, this feed is, me questions, and hopefully I'll do better than last week. This is a hundred percent gluten free. Lactose-free vegan quiz for you, Michael. Thank you very much. Everybody can enjoy this. Okay, right. Things that happened between the 15th and the 19th of May in years ending in a 3 and 8. The information for this came from... Coropedia. Coropedia. Can everyone say it together with me? Coronationstreet.fandom.com Why is the motto of our podcast someone else's website? It seems like it's what we say more than anything else. Because they deserve it, Michael. (laughs) Right, come on then, come on then. I'm right, determined to do better than last week. 15th, 15th of May, 1978. Oh, yeah. Joan returns to the street to help her mother, Annie Walker, who fears she will be evicted by the brewery. How long had Joan been absent from the street? <sighs> um, I don't know whether she made much of an appearance even after her wedding. She must have done, though. I don't know. I'm going to take a risk and say 18 years. Oh, 14 years. 14 years. I was close. I was close. That was a hard one to start off. 15th of May, 1998. Maxine buys an expensive dress because Greg Kelly tells her he's taking her to Vigliatore. But where does that turn out to be? What's the name of the place? Vigliatore. Vigliatore. Viagigatori. So it's not an actual place? I don't know the answer to this one. Should I know? Is it the Rovers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want them to resurrect that joke. Or maybe they did and we just I didn't get the asleep. joke. What's the joke? It's, it, it's, Is that Italian for Rovers? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, clever. Uh, 16th of May, 1983. Bet Lynch spots a familiar face on her dating agency tape. <laughs> What's the name of the dating agency? The Bill and Coo dating agency. The Bill and Coo video dating yeah, agency. Yeah, that was close enough. 17th of May 2013. Where do Roy and Haley go to track down Roy's father and who do they find instead? <sighs> Ooh, where do they go? I've got vague recollections of this. I wouldn't say it's a place that no, we I d- think of often. I don't know where they went to go. And do, do I get find? a bonus points for knowing what his father was called? Sinjin Cropper? No, no. everyone knows Sinjin. Um, who do they find there? Yeah. Um, it can't be that. No. Um, 
his mum, Sylvia Goodwin. No, they get sent on the task by Sylvia. Uh, they find Margaret Cropper mm. in Blackburn. Is that is that one zero or two zeros? Two zeros. Oh man. How many half siblings? Listen. How many half siblings does Roy have and what are their names? One of them was called like Alice or something. Nope. Yes it was. Nope. You are you take this up with Coropedia guys. Half siblings. Yep. I'm surprised about this. I'm going to say three half-siblings. Well, do you know what their names are? No, I don't. You must know one of them. Half-siblings. Oh, no. Um, Richard. Richard, Richard is one. Richard Lucas. Richard Lucas Do I get, like, them. one point or is that a third of a point? Uh, you would have got four points for all of these because there are four Oh, my God. I'm not even scoring myself this week. I don't know. You you tell me, and I'll go. Oh, think yeah. of think of like some names. I'm sure one was called Alice. No, I don't know. Genevieve. Oh, nice name. Isabel, Stephen, and Jonathan Cropper. Not not got a Where clue. Where are they? Zero zero zero. Where are they one. now? Where are they now? Not on Coronation Street. I tell you. Eighteenth of May, nineteen eighty-eight. Emily Bishop allows Percy to stay with her for two weeks. But how long does he actually end up staying? Right, what date was this? 1988. 1988. Well, you I'm going to say, yeah, nine years. Yeah, you're right. You. Well done. I know that Percy left friends. in 1997. Well done. <laughs> Couldn't stand those Batterspears, that's what it was. I know. <laughs> 19th of May, 2003. Les is found guilty of assaulting who and sentenced to six months in Strangeways. Um, it was that policeman called Mick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come on, I'll get a point for that. Yeah, Mick Hopwood. Mick Ho- yeah, I was going to say Mick Hopper, but I'll give myself Mick a Hopper point anyway, because I need it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I got five points there out of a possible, like, 28. 11. So, not so good, but there was one question there that had a lot of points attached. <laughs> I give you Very, very difficult. But you, you squander them and then you blame me. Easier questions like, next time, please, next year. It's like being a parent. So just humour me. Not, um, what's it called? Patronise Patronise me. <laughs> next week, that's what I mean. I don't even know the word. Is that the word you mean, Michael? <laughs> okay, well, who's got birthdays coming up this week, Gemma? 20th of May, Betty Drivo played Betty Williams. Elizabeth Bradley played Maud Grimes. Oh, I know all about her. Tina Hobley played Samantha Failsworth. 21st of May, David Lonsdale, he was Peter Barlow V. And. Da, 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 da. What? On the 21st <laughs> of May, it is the 15th anniversary of Choropedia. Oh, is it? Is that Happy Birthday Choropedia next week? Born on 2008. I wonder if they're doing anything special. They should have a nice uh, meal out because they deserve I think it. They should. Happy Birthday Choropedia. Yes, congratulations. Oh, well, thank you for mentioning yeah. them as well. Oh, I always put them in the birthdays. <laughs> Uh, 22nd of May, Denise Welch, who plays Natalie, played Natalie Barnes. Mm-hmm. 23rd of May, Jane Bickerton, who played Yana Lum. Lover. 24th of May, Stephen Beckett, who played Matt Ramsden, and Naomi Ryan, who played Bobby Lewis. 25th of May, Mar- Margie Clark. Margie Clark. He played There's Jackie Dobbs. this week. Bill Fellows. Nice. New Scoop. entry. And 26th of May, Lucy Evans, who played Lauren Wilson. Oh, well, that was, that was a good week for birthdays. Happy birthday, everybody. everybody. Right, um, shall we talk about whatever it is that happened on this week's Coronation Street? I think we should skip it and just go straight to news. No, we can't. We must do it. Street talk. Right, okay then. So, um, what did we have happen in this week's street... Car- 
I don't even remember what the programme's called we're talking about now. Coronation Street. Gemma, let me tell you, we had we had seven fine stories to chat about this week, starting off with Amy's story, look explicit consent warning. I'm getting any new storyline titles this week, Gemma, I warn you, so um be prepared for more repeats like the Hodgehog. And is she gonna be hogging him all to herself? I guess um, it's looking like that way, maybe I don't really know. We had a bit more of the Max storyline with his Max sentence. There's a slight bit of acid rain forecast for the beginning of the week, and we had the Jamaican matrimony and poor poorly Paul stories as well. A tiny bit of the lies and Eliza storyline and this week we saw the introduction of um, Isabella so it was the Dimbo Italiano story that we're going to finish off with. Um, any any preference Gemma? I, I, I'm, I'd quite like to have a try of the Hodgehog story myself so I'm going to pass over to you for Amy's explicit consent warning. What happened this week? On Monday, Summer asks Bernie about jobs because she wants to earn money for the family. Oh, yeah, Bernie, this is when she was saying that she used to work at the pound outlet at the precinct, didn't she? Yeah, they need shelf stackers, apparently. Amy asks Summer to stalk Mia's socials because she needs to know what Aaron re is really like. Now, Mia is Aaron's ex-girlfriend. Well, current girlfriend well, now, isn't now she? now they're going out with each other. And, yeah. Um, didn't she try to warn her? I can't remember. Yeah, Amy Yeah, Amy tried to warn Mia last week and yeah. then got blocked. So Amy sees Mia at the garage and tries to talk to her, but she's Mia's not interested and says, you you just want to um, talk to me because Summer's jealous. And Amy says, no, this is about Aaron. He's not as nice as you think he is. And Mia says, no, 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 Aaron's been amazing. He's great. So handsome. And Amy says, no, he did something terrible. Um, I don't want it to happen to you. And she doesn't believe her at all. She's like, whatever. And then... Amy blurts out, he raped me. And Mia stops in her tracks and um, Abby's there because this is the garage and she's just staring. And Mia doesn't believe her. A Abby's like, I I can't, I don't know what to think here. This is, this is mind boggling. Mia walks off and Amy sort of rounds on Abby and has a go at her. And she says, look, I, I can't get my head around this. Why did you say he did it? And then, and then to go back on it, that's why I'm, that's why I didn't believe you. And Amy says, I, I, it doesn't matter. I need to tell the truth now. I don't want anyone else to go through what I have. So Steve is speaking to Daisy about Amy and how he's been struggling to, to, to reach her. Um, and obviously Daisy's feeling quite sympathetic. They all live together in a house. <laughs> don't forget. <laughs> um, Amy tells Summer that uh, she's told Mia what's happened and wishes she could have tried harder to get through to her. So Summer's like, oh, you did, you did your best. So Mia comes back to the garage and she starts to grill Aaron about what Amy's told her. And he says, yeah, yeah, she accused me and uh, the police don't believe her. And he says, um, he, he says, oh, look, she says, I wish you'd told me, but I do believe you that you didn't do it. She says, you're one of the good ones. And she wants to help him. So, then we see Swain going to number one to tell Amy that a serious accusation has been made against her, that she's been accused of harassment. So, <laughs> it's all been turned back on her, isn't it? What? Nothing, nothing. It feels, it sounds a bit like we're making it up as we go along. But it's really happened. 
Yeah, I we know. just can't remember it very well. No, I do remember this happening. I just kind of get confused about when it happened. <laughs> Monday. Don't laugh at Monday. Me. I'm not laughing at you. Amy goes to see Aaron and he says, I, I didn't know that Mia would report you to the police. Amy's fuming and she calls him a rapist again. So she goes um, back home, doesn't can't get through to him. So, she, so Amy returns home and sort of to have a moment of catharsis, she starts to write down what's happened to her. Like it's a story, and someone says, "Yeah, you should, you should do this. It's good for you to get it out. It's like a, it's like a sort of therapy." So, Abby comes to talk to her, and Tracy doesn't really want to let her in, but they do anyway. So they all sit together at the table, and Abby says, "Look, Aaron, Aaron really might not realise that he did anything wrong." And Amy says, "No, no, no, I'm not going to accept that. I've seen that on Twitter. I've seen people saying this in forums. <laughs> um, he had sex with me." I was passed out. I was blind drunk. I was asleep. It's not like we were both drunk and I regret it. Or I didn't say yes. Uh, you know, I wasn't constantly saying, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> like how you do. <laughs> is that what you do, is it? I don't know. You yeah, don't know. brilliant. <laughs> she was passed out, so she Disgusting. couldn't consent. And Abby says, I don't understand why you're backtracking on all this. And Amy says, this is actually what happened. I, and I cannot stand the fact that people think I'm just some slag who got blind drunk and cried rape. So a Abby believes her and says, look, I'm really sorry that I added to all of your dramas. And Tracy says, okay, I'll accept your apology, but only if Amy does. So Abby says, oh, I wanted to believe, to believe Aaron because I put up with a lot myself. And, you know, when I look back on it now, the things that I have put up with weren't okay either. So this is, maybe this is a tiny shout out to the, the women that I've seen on Twitter defending Aaron and saying that, what, you know, things like that, that happen all the time and that happened to them, so it's not that bad. And um, mm. I felt like that could have been spurred out a bit more, but I don't know whether anyone at Corrie, I don't know, did they really anticipate the number of people that seem to be willfully misunderstanding what's happened in this storyline? I don't know. So Abby's willing to to take her story. Mm. I, I felt that during this, um, Abby came round to believe Amy maybe a little bit too easily. Like she was, you know, vehemently defending Aaron for weeks and then, you know, it, it just didn't seem to take very much to get her completely flip-flopping. Well, I don't know. I I'm glad she has been, gone onto Amy's side. She but... has been given ad <coughs> Aaron sort of glances. I, I yeah, I, I wish she had fought a bit harder on his side. Because I feel as though she did back down a bit more. But I think they're trying to preserve her character. Yeah, I, I, I just would have... I felt like... Um, there should have been more like, oh, at last, you believe me, this is wonderful. And it, I, no, I, didn't, I Amy, didn't get that feeling. No, the, the... Amy hasn't won anything by the fact that Abby believes her. It's to, can be able to convince someone, though. I don't know, I just, I, I felt like she's it should not, have... She's not trying to win an argument. No, I guess. So, Abby's disgusted that Abby, Amy thought she had to back down and she's like, what kind of world do we live in? Steve finds Amy typing away uh, on a story later and he says, I wish I could help you. Uh, and he, and sh they both agree that she should put it online um, when she's finished writing this because it is true. So Aaron and Mia having a drink around the back of the pub. Uh, drinking out of bottles. Am I 
Am I wrong here? Is this the first time we've seen Nina Ridley bottles of beer? I don't know, maybe. So there. I enjoyed the little uh, pan that went from the back of the Rovers over to number one. Yeah. Nice little crane shot or whatever it was there. So they're drinking and he says, oh, I've had it now. Um, I, I, I've spoken to Amy. She was mad, but it, we've, it's all sorted out and I don't think anyone's going to think that I did it anymore. So, like you said, the camera pans back over to the yard number one and Amy's agonising over whether to post this account on everyone's favourite social media site, Friend Connect, where it <laughs> may very well go viral instantly. <laughs> That's a, You know, we didn't get any talk about it going viral. But it went it's viral enough, time, Michael. It's the first time that anyone's done anything that it hasn't immediately gone it viral. It did. It was pe- featured in a podcast. <laughs> Femborium. Femborium. Our bitter rivals. I know. I can't believe that they got f- Femborium porium to do this i'm really i'm I'm mad about it because we could we could have done that yeah i know we could we should have got in there yeah everything happened a bit quick people were complaining about this week so you know within within hours of amy posting this it gets featured on a podcast and then the podcast gets made to take the episode down and and then the papers are being delivered from aaron's lawyers to the mcdonald's well yeah they they did a, a bit of condensing i feel as though there are other stories that needed to be condensed more like Maybe Faye and Craig. I don't think there has been too much Faye and Craig, to be honest. No, but no, it but I feels feel like, like there was. They dragged been. that out, and this is too fast. I also would have really liked to have listened to this Femporium podcast. It sounds right up your street, to be honest. I think it's definitely. A load of women of... moaning about men is probably what oh, the how podcast How do you know they're moaning about men? <laughs> how do you know they're moaning about men just because it's feminist? Well, you know, it's just my. Just because men are rubbish? Yeah. Do you think... I know what you think of us. You know, you're damning yourself there, aren't you? <laughs> so she posts the account after having a few flashbacks about Abby and Stephen. I wanted to gouge my ears out at that point. She posts it. So on Wednesday, she's having a bit of a mixed reaction and she's there glued to the responses and everyone's going, don't look at them, they'll just annoy you. And it's like me on, on Twitter when people don't get my jokes. Or they try to explain my jokes back to me. <laughs> now I'm getting so annoyed. <laughs> Summer and Daisy are supporting her and they're like, yes, this will shame Aaron. Um, then Leanne comes striding in, doesn't she, to the, the garage, moaning to Tyrone and Abby about this Amy's post, going, why is Aaron still working here? He's a rapist. And they said, well, we can't fire him. The police say he didn't do anything. And then Aaron turns up and they say, look, we can't have you working here at the moment. And he says, I've got rights. I haven't done anything wrong. And Tyrone says, I've known Amy since she was a kid. She's not a liar. You can't. You've got to go home. You can't stay here. So at the cab office, Steve and Tim are talking. And um, Steve is saying to, you know, I feel useless about the Amy situation. And Tim's like, well, that's just normal. Don't you always feel useless? Because I do. Because I am. I, no, can, I, really can I give a, credit where credit's due and, and, and props and everything to Steve this week? He's not been an idiot this week. He's been, you know, refreshingly taking it seriously. <laughs> Is this the storyline that it takes to make Stephen not be a mega buffoon? I didn't like the way that... I don't really like the way this week that it feels as though Steve and Tracy are like, we'll put our life on the line to, to the, for our daughter's right to do a blog post that gets featured in a feminist podcast about this man. Mm. Like, really? So you're going to throw away everything, like including Amy's future. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. I, I'm, I'm glad that Steve hasn't been stupid, but 
you know, in this in the usual way, but I don't feel like not as really... I'm watching Stephen Tracy, I feel like I should be going, yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, you fight for your daughter, but what I'm really thinking when I see them is, oh, you're kind of fighting a losing battle here. You, oh, what are you doing? It doesn't feel like a good play, does it? No. It feels like I think you've done it. I think you've made your point. And and it's it's the whole kind of ties in with Tracy not being quite as evil as she used to be you know it, it's i think if if this had happened to amy you know if with, with with the old tracy let's say 10 years ago tracy as her mum there might be a little bit more passion and fire and i know it does it's a bit of a sad indictment about how underhand tactics how middle-aged and boring the mcdonald's would both become because both steve and tracy in their heyday would have really messed aaron up they would they really would have done and worry betide him if um if Grandad McDonald ever turns up, this all the all the, the wind seems to have gone out of Tracy's sails. Liz would have taken off her necklace and like thrown it through the air like a frisbee, like a spiky frisbee, and skewed. Would have been like eye. Ninja Death Stars, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. But as it is, they're just moping about and selling their the florist shop. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, Tim says things will get better. You know, Faye went through a rough patch. That time that what? she bonked Adam on the head and... Everyone accused her of doing things she did do. I don't know what that was about anyway. Uh, Eric and Aaron meet up in the precinct. Eric, Eric is Aaron's dad, remember? And um, Aaron's telling him he's quit his job. And Eric says, you know what? Somebody told me about this post that Amy's done. And he says, yeah, dad, I, that's why I quit my job. And he says, Eric says, we need to t- take this down. Is any of it true? And Aaron says, well, we did sleep with each other, but that's it. And Eric says, she's going to regret posting that about my son. Uh-oh, because don't forget, recently Eric's had the pleasure of his mum dying. So he's reloaded. He's rolling in it now. What's it, he going to... Yeah. They really didn't know. How handy. A single tear drop on the ground, did they, those two, about this poor woman? I know they're dancing on poor Granny uh, Granny Sanford's grave, aren't they? Yeah, they are, really are. <laughs> Back at home, Steve tells Amy that she should be proud of herself, but you don't need to read all the comments. <laughs> If only it was that easy. Eric comes around to the door and says, who's this woman who's been saying horrible things about my son? I'm going to have a go at you. I, I'm, I've been speaking to a solicitor. You're gonna, we're going to sue you for libel if you don't take it down. So later on, Amy does get this letter from the solicitor and it says, take down the post or you're going to get sued. And Amy's like, no, I'm not going to. And Steve says, that's right, you don't do it. When, when the court rules in our favour, it'll prove that you're right. So Tracy and Steve go, they try to talk to Adam, but he's not around. So they talk to Judy instead. And she says, Auden, about this, you know, if you lose this, you could pay hundreds of thousands of pounds. And the, the script writers wrote down a little disclaimer for Dee Dee, And she just kept reading it out all week. Just that, from, you know, from this point onwards. If you yeah. lose this court case, it could cost you lots and lots of money and your home and all your businesses. And at the end of the day, it's Aaron's word against Amy. It's 50-50. I think you really think you should take down the post. And Tracy's like, no way. We're going to fight it. And Tracy's like, look, if I can staple things to, to lamppost, then why can't she put something on the internet? <laughs> they get back home and Steve's like, um, maybe we should take it down. They have a little argument. And then Tracy says, oh, well, you weren't saying this about money when it was Oliver that you were worried about. You were willing to sell streetcars and the flat flat for him. Why don't you want to do the same thing for, for Amy? And immediately she realises she's overstepped the mark and uh, Steve's like, how could you, how could you? And he walks out really sadly and, and Tracy's there going, oh no, I've done the worst thing I could ever do. Hurt his feelings. You know, 
of all the things that Tracy's oh. ever felt guilty for in her life. <laughs> so he goes and talks to Leanne and, you know, that she's sympathetic about Tracy, actually, and says, I agree it's not the same as what happened with Ollie, but Tracy just wants to protect her daughter. And... And it's that's you know that's priceless and it was actually Whatever I like that scene. Tracy, um, Leanne, and and Steve talking to each other. You don't get that very often anymore, but it was nice. Not since Ollie's died. No, I know, no but it was to... you know it was nice that they were. Yeah, I don't know. It was, They're civil it was, to each other. Yeah, in Victoria Gardens, Aaron uh, sees that Summer and Amy are there. <laughs> this is when someone's like. You're in a podcast. I just love this. Just imagine, like how how stressful it must be to work on Femiporium. 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 How 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 what a knife edge you live on mm. constantly. You're just trawling the like... forums looking for dirt on people so you can post immediately. Well, yeah, I want to know, like, were they like, do they do they post every Wednesday? It's like, oh, we haven't got anything to talk about in today's podcast. Oh, thank goodness for this post that we found. Or is it just like a little mini news segment about how have men been assholes this week? You're oh, being, brilliant. Michael, you're being a bit, uh, you're being a bit of a men's rights activist. <laughs> well, I, I do have another you... podcast, man. Yeah, manborium. <laughs> um, the fact that you immediately think a feminist podcast is about bashing men says more about your idea of what men and women are like. Than... Well, what can I say? It's just a big Neanderthal. <laughs> I, it... w- I, w- I remember now, I wanted to start this podcast pretending to be on fem- Femporium. Oh, too late. Hi, my name's... Half an hour into it. My name's Nikki and uh, this is my co-host, Michelle. And today we're talking about the... Rapist of Weatherfield, Aaron. There's a post we found online about for this girl. Feel it's, free to say it I, if you like, Michelle. I can't. I, I just can't improv the same way as you can, Gemma. Aren't men gets? Aren't men the worst? Yes. Anyway. <laughs> you're taking this personally. I'm not. I'm Honestly, not. Honestly, it's really gross that you're taking it personally, that there's even a, web, a, a feminist. You know what? Men... Stop acting like arseholes and we won't need feminist podcasts, will we? <laughs> Talking about rapists. And the thing is about it, in this situation, they're not even in the wrong because he was a rapist and she just writing about her experiences. Fine. You're right, you're right. Mm. Good for you, Femporium. They're not even real. What else happened? <sighs> I've lost even where we are now. They're at the they're at the Victoria Gardens, aren't they? So yeah, Aaron and Aaron speaking to Summer and Amy, and they're like, "Bog off!" And he says, well, "You got me sacked." And they say, "We don't care." And he says, "I've been getting loads of comments about this, so take the post down. Um, we can't move on as long as it's still up there." And because I've been seeing what people have been saying about you <coughs> as well, so she's like, "No." Steve comes home and Tracy apologises for what she says and he says, look, it's okay. It's, n- it's not, not life and death, but we can still fight. Amy comes down and says, this has gone too far. I- I've made my point. I'm going to take this post down. Dee Dee comes round and says, oh, this has got worse, actually, because you took too long to take it down. Now they want you to write another attraction. And Steve says, oh, get bent. So they all have... She didn't a- say it to Dee Dee. They all have a mediation meeting at their lawyer's office. Eric and his lawyer with Tracy and Steve and Dee Dee. And, um, no, it's Amy and Steve and, Steve and Dee Dee. And this lawyer's going, you know, this <laughs> this, po- this post was mentioned on the prominent Femporium podcast, which has had thousands of downloads. Show off. I know. So 
it's no longer good enough that you just delete it because it's already been... Yeah, the information's out there. Yeah, exactly. But we've asked them, we've told them to take their podcast down, which they have done, but this information's got too far and the only way to remedy it is with a retraction. We need to restore Aaron's good name. And Amy says, no way. And Eric says, you vindictive little bitch. I'm going to fight you for all you've got. (laughs) And then he walks out. On Friday, Dee Dee chats with Stephen Tracy about what they need to fight this in court. She says... Just so you know, as a disclaimer, if you lose this court case, it could cost you hundreds of thousands of pounds. And it's not Aaron on trial here. It's, um, you know, she's going to have to prove. She The burden of proof is on her to, to say that what she's said is true. And she couldn't prove it to make the police convict. So it's doubtful that she can do it in this court case. Maybe she should just write this letter. And, and Steve's like, no way. And Dee Dee says, you could be facing financial ruin. Bye. <laughs> and Steve says to Tracy, we, we're gonna have to sell our businesses. And it, it was really relatable, I thought, watching Steve and Tracy list If only off. we all had businesses to sell. Again, this is what I've been saying for ages about how balmy is to claim that Coronation Street is the voice of the working classes because they're like, oh, we may have to sell the florist or maybe my share of streetcars or perhaps the flat or maybe the house or Nana Blanche's (laughs) stocks and shares and her uh, five million pounds worth of Apple stocks. (laughs) Anyway, Eric Eric and Aaron are with their lawyer later and Eric's already put a down payment of 20 grand and... Thanks, Gran. The lawyer says this might not be plain sailing. It's a 50-50 chance, but, you know, it it's, it's pfft, could go either way. Same, same thing, same 50-50, isn't it, really? They keep saying things about high court versus criminal versus whatever. I d- they didn't really explain it enough for me to understand anything beyond it's 50-50. Yeah, there was lots of legal jargon and stuff where I was like do I need to understand this I don't really know Amy's probably gonna win whatever it is the thing is about it is that it's a detriment really to understand in too much detail the reality of the situation because it's Coronation Street so they they bend things to their will don't Mm. they um and Aaron's looking a bit worried isn't he Mary speaks to Amy in the cafe and says that people, the estate agents, have been r- ringing up because they want to value the florist. And Amy's surprised, so she confronts her parents and says, what are you doing? I don't want you to bankrupt yourself because of this stupid post. So she decides to take matters into her own hands to meet up group all, because this is when she also finds out from Steve that they might have to sell all the businesses. Yeah. Again, why are they so dumb? This is their source of income. It's like what happened with Leanne and Nick. Why are you selling a business that you rely on for money? Good point. Where are you going to work? <laughs> you can't all get jobs working down at the um, tram stop. <laughs> at the Pound p- outlet. At the precinct. No, hang on. Amy meets up with Aaron in the in the pub or is it the cafe. She's like saying, please, can you drop this libel case? And she tries to scare him, like saying, you know, you've got, you haven't got a hope in how you're going to waste all this money. Yada, yada, yada. So I, this gets under Aaron's skin. So he meets in the precinct with his dad. And says, we should just quit while we're ahead. What if the judge doesn't believe me? And Eric says, he will do because it's the truth. <laughs> and Aaron's like, oh no. <laughs> About that. No, he just looks quite guilty, doesn't he? Dee Dee comes and tells the McDonald's the case is still in full swing. But if they lose, the financial consequences could be substantial. Why did you tell me this before, Dee Dee? This is new information, Dee Dee. What do you mean? <laughs> 
They need to prove that Amy was telling the truth. I'd think they just need to find the episode that this happened in and play that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how on earth they can prove what Amy's saying is true. And I, I think it's going to come down to maybe if it comes to trial and... I guess it probably kind of will because they do like a good trial on Coronation Street. Aaron's going to crack because he's been... He's just been in denial, hasn't he, about it? I think it's like a case of he kind of knows. At first he didn't. At first he definitely thought, no, I didn't rape you, whatever. But the more that Amy's been saying it, the more she's been describing the night, the more she's saying, I was unconscious, you had sex with me. I think it's just kind of eaten away at him. And I can see him completely crumbling in front of the judge. But we've got to remember that it, that it isn't Aaron on trial here. And even if it does turn out that... You yeah, know, but he Amy... still has to give evidence, surely. Yeah. So he is on trial, the same way that she would be on trial, even if it was a court case where he was being found guilty, because the victims always get but it's, dragged it, over there's, the there's not a chance, is there? I, I don't know how these things work. But in, in this court case, that Aaron's going to end up having to, you know, go to jail, pay a fine, whatever, for, for raping Amy. Listen. It'll just be a case of... The judge saying, well, yeah, I'd no, have posted think, that if I was Amy too. I think what happens, wouldn't I, they haven't explained this yet. They've only just told us that the financial consequences could be substantial. Um, they haven't said, but I assume it would be whoever loses pays the other one's fees. Yeah, yeah no, I think that's right. So so if, if Amy wins, then she just doesn't have to pay the bill. Mm. Well, I think, I can't remember how much the Sanfords uh, inherited from... From Nana Sanford, so I'm sure that they can probably end up paying so for it. No money. Well, uh, and then off he goes. There are so many lessons that Aaron needs to to learn out of this, but I don't think he's going to. I think he is. Well, I think he's he starting to, to realise. I think, uh, you know, the idea that he is in danger of following in his father's footsteps regarding alcohol abuse felt more interesting to me like him coming to a realization that hey every time I get drunk bad things happen and look at my dad is this what I want I don't I don't think so the idea that he could break the cycle would be really mm. empowering but it's it's I'm... more drama I just find it that you know the, the McDonald's the idea that they're willing to risk everything it's very noble isn't it but it's not realistic I've, I don't know. It's nice to think that, you know, these, these two would do anything for it's their really daughter. It's really nice that they would do that. But at the same time, if they're going to sell their businesses, then she could use that for a house deposit. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not finding this storyline as gripping as it once was. I'm not exactly sure what it is that's that's turning me off of it. It's Maybe it's just the, the misery of it and the, oh, here's something else that's gone wrong. And it's not bad enough that Amy got raped, but every week the, it just, things pile on top of her. Like, oh, now she's having a breakdown on a bus. And oh, now she's she's being taken to court and being sued for libel. And you, you know, it's, it, I know it's a drama, but it's maybe a little bit too dramatic. I don't know. Do you, do you think, do you, what do you think is going to happen? Do you, do you expect it is going to come to court? Or at the end of the day as well, it seems to be very much that the parents are driving what's happening here. They've, they're kind of taking yeah, over, aren't they? Yeah, that's true, actually. Aaron's not the one that's, that's suing Amy. It's Eric. 
and Is Steve and Tracy. Steve and Tracy. Tra- Amy said, look, I'll take the post down. Can we just drop it now? And, and, and Tracy and Steve are the ones that are saying, no, we're going to fight, we're going to fight. So I don't know whether that's going to turn into anything or... In a way... It's interesting, but equally, these two kids are old enough that their parents... There shouldn't be a proxy war of parents fighting each other. I found the story more interesting when it was the younger cast members, the younger characters that are, that are doing it, like like Ardy, his bit of writing yeah, on Aaron's head got... a couple of weeks ago, that was great. Um, but having having the parents battle against it, not, not so exciting. It's interesting. That they've done, you know. Do you what do you, what did you think about um about the post? Would you have said that Amy was in the right to post that? Would you have done that in her position? It feels unfair that you. I can see both sides because if I was Amy, I desperately want some justice and just having somebody acknowledge that this did happen to you. You're not crazy. You're not wrong. You're not stupid. You're not a hysterical woman. You were raped. Just being able to tell people that is really empowering. But at the same time, I think it's awful that it is possible to ruin someone's life by saying they did something. And, I, you know, in this situation, he, he did actually do some... He did actually do the thing that she's accusing him of. Mm. But it's... Uh, but I also equally think that the idea that people are accused of these things and didn't do them is very overblown. There are far more women who have been raped and had no justice than men who have been accused of rape who didn't do it mm. i don't mind i don't blame her at all for posting it but I, i'm glad that she's not writing this retraction because that would really kind of stick in your craw wouldn't it having to to write down something and saying oh i'm sorry for saying these things about you which I you know find we both, that almost I, impossible to do yeah i think i just have to get somebody else to write it for me and pretend it I wrote it track GPT to do it for you yeah because that would it's it's worse isn't it than it's just yeah it's one thing saying fine I'll take the post down I was feeling a bit bit emotional when I was writing it I got out of my system the damage has been done now there are plenty of people now who are going to always think of him as a rapist without having even with having it being retracted Mm. But there are loads, there are just as many people probably who think she's just a big liar and she was drunk. Mm. Even people that saw it happen. Yeah. What was that thing, um, I'm sure, pretty sure it was with this storyline, the nomophobia this week. Do you remember what that was about? I've got it written in the notes here and I cannot remember. Wasn't it fear of not having your phone on you? Oh, mm. No mobile yes, it phone. Was, yes, it phobia. was, wasn't it? Nomophobia. Yeah. I get that sometimes. Because Amy was there on her phone, wasn't she? Because I want my step count. Um, okay, um, so I don't, just don't have much to add about this story, and it felt like, you know, it was one of the biggest stories of the week, but... I feel like we've said many times our opinion about this story, and I don't feel like there's a lot more to say about it. No, no, it, it, it has moved on in a way that, you know, the stakes have been raised, it's possibly going to court and everything, but we all know it's going to be okay. Are the McDonald's going to lose all of their businesses? No, probably not. Well, maybe, if they, even if they did it... It honestly wouldn't make that much practical difference to me watching it because I don't really remember that Tracy owns the flat that... I thought Debbie just owned everything on the street at the moment. You know, we've barely seen any episodes of Tracy in the florist recently and Steve in streetcars, you know... (laughs) Yeah, you get the odd scene here and there, don't you? Yeah, it seems that way. 
So I'm I'm sure Maybe they'll all be fine. it's about time they relinquished some of the reign over the street. You know, give somebody else a go to own something. <laughs> how much money are they get in? I know. Honestly, it must be loaded. If they've got a flat, mm. they're renting that out. What they're getting like six hundred a minimum a month out of that. Yeah, it's not a great flat. It's not a great position, but. You know, it's still got at least two bedrooms. Right, uh, right, bus, bus stop right outside. Exactly, Good great transport, transport links. links. <laughs> <laughs> the tram got, stop around the corner. They've got the, the streetcars. God knows how much that's generating, and and the florist. Exactly. They must be raking they're it. Coining in. it. Thousands, in. thousands a month. Yeah, they can afford and to and they're, they're forcing, blooming. <sighs> who owns that? Who owns number one? Is it Ken? I think it's Ken. Ken better be charging everyone rent. If I was Ken, I'd be I'd be kicking everyone out. He's got Tracy and Tracy and um, Tracy and Steve, Steve and Daniel and there. Daisy. Yeah, and Amy. Yeah, somehow he must be raking it in too. Everyone, it's just like <laughs> a it's a very nice insular community of cash going around in a great big circle there, Weatherfield, isn't it? Exactly. Right. Um. So onto the Hodgehog story then. So um, so Faye. Faye's going to be taking Miley out for the day on Monday and then Craig and Jackson kind of, because Jackson's going with Faye and Miley and Craig feels like Faye's slipping away from him and he kind of gives Jackson a bit of a look, they exchange looks as they're heading out there. Um, and Miley's getting very, very close to her newly found mam and she's up getting upset because eventually she's going to have to go off to Slough and it's not just that that's upsetting her, it's the Shout fact that her mum's not coming with her. Oh, so, oh mam, if only, oh mam, if only you could come to Slough with us. So they go to have a little ice cream or milkshake or whatever, it's sweet enough and Miley says, look, come, come to Slough, it's amazing, come with us. You, you saying you love Craig more than me? And Faye says, look, this is very complicated, she's, she's not committing. Um, and, and, and one of the things that I was saying in, in the Street Talk shorts for today, that the, one, one of the failings with this storyline as a viewer is that I'm not feeling any kind of love or genuine affection or feelings or anything between pretty much anyone involved in it. Like, I'm not feeling that bond between Faye and Miley. Faye and Craig, they've had years for me to grow to like them as a couple. And it just feels completely cold, doesn't it? They've not, they, because they never showed them on screen, they, they've been months and months and months without seeing any of Faye and Craig, so I feel nothing about their relationship. Um, uh, Faye and Jackson, again, I'm, I'm not feeling it. So it's, I, I'm not invested in who goes with who or stays with who or whatever. Is it the same for you? Yeah, I feel, like, you know, if, if at the end of this story it turned out that Jackson and Craig ran off together, I'd feel that there was just as much chemistry between them. That's probably the best outcome, to be honest. As there is between anybody else. So, uh, anyway, yeah, so... Yeah, Craig and, Craig and Jackson go to Slough, and then Miley and Faye can go somewhere else, because I don't want any of them. No, I, I, don't, I don't mind Faye. I, I've, I don't really, really mind Faye. I just think that the show's done, you know, done a real number on her in the past couple of years, lumbering her with Craig sticking her in prison for six months or whatever for bopping Adam on the head. They've just clearly not known what to do with Faye for the longest of times. And now they're giving her this story that's, oh, it's just, it's just not quite working. And I, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind if Miley stays for the novelty factor, having a little American kid running around. She's, 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 not, she's not that annoying. Canadian, sorry. She's not Canadian, she's raised in Canada. Okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, so I, whatever about this. Um, 
So we, we get we get big news from Craig at the end of Monday's episode. <laughs> What's he's, happening? He's got a secondment to CID. Wow. And if you rely on this podcast to um tell you what's going on in Coronation Street because you're not actually watching it yourself or maybe you're you're in Canada and you like to listen to it two weeks ahead. We're not joking here. Craig has actually got himself as a comment into CID. The coppers in disguise. Um, and I, this is just... I think across the country, viewers were like, really? When that news was brought up? Because there was a thing about it a couple of years ago, wasn't there? That he... I can't remember. He was talking to Jess or something that he was going to try CID out. And I can't remember whether... It just kind of fell through, kind of. And, and they, they brought it up um, this week, and he says, oh, do you remember that time that I backed out or, or whatever? But I, but I remember at the time thinking, no, Craig, Craig couldn't be a detective. He's a gormless dimwit. <laughs> and the, the rest of this week's episodes showed pretty much that, because Faye wasn't doing the best of jobs, you know, hiding the truth from Craig, but he just believed her hook, line and sinker all week. Do you think that the CID are going to study him? I don't, I don't know. He I mean, thinks he's gone there to sort of help them out, but... You suggested earlier they just need a T-boy or somebody to do the photocopying or something, and then that wouldn't surprise me. But he's he's a, a barely... De- I remember when he got a job as just, you know, a plod, and I was thinking, really, that's an awful lot of responsibility for this guy. And he's not proven himself to be the most effective of coppers. Yes, I know he got, you know, he got really hooked into this. I found a crutch at the beginning of last year. He didn't sell that one either. I can't remember whether he did or not, did he? I can't remember, but he was was really kind of obsessively hooked into that. Of how to fix somebody's plumbing. But other than that. Yeah. I I think what should happen, honestly, is that he gets a job working for... Ed. He's just not suited. He's not suited to be a policeman. He's no way suited to be a detective. It's like... And the, the thing is as well, <laughs> Weatherfield Police don't need any more detectives. They They've got a whole batch of actually fairly quite iconic detective ladies at the moment. Yeah. You know, they've got Abney, they've got Swain, they've got McKinnon. We haven't seen her for a very long time. Yeah, they've I got like fringe the, bangs. I like the women of They uh, don't need Craig coming in and cramping department. their style. No, they'd eat him alive. Can you imagine him on the first day of the job? They'd be sending him off to get tartan paint. I know that they often, like, interview the wrong people or, or, or you know, or they, they, well, they arrest the wrong person. But at least they're, they're fairly believable. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you could be a detective. Yeah. You're a hard-nosed... If you took... I take no victims. Not, what? I, I, I take no victims. I know what's the phrase. Take... Don't take no prisoners kind of attitude. No, they coppers. do take prisoners. Okay, I... I... I take prisoners. I take prisoners and I grill them. <laughs> I get that. I believe that they could be detectives. But Craig, no. He's just a prat. He is a bit of a prat, isn't he? I I can imagine any of the people, any of the the sort of detectives and, and police ladies that you mentioned, you know, appearing in an ITV gritty crime drama. You yeah. Know, getting our heroine and, and getting getting her in trouble for killing her husband or whatever. But I can't imagine Craig just popping up in the middle of a scene going, hello. No, yeah, can you imagine Swain and... Tinker and Swain. Oh. New ITV gritty crime drama. It just doesn't roll off the tongue, does it? Doesn't, does it doesn't, no. I, anyway. It, it's only a secondment, so maybe he'll be there for a bit and then realise... Do you think... A bit over, over my head here. Do you think that they've just done it because he's like, you know what? 
he won't shut up about being in CID. If we if we give him if we give put him there on secondment, he'll realise how out of depth he is, and he'll shut up about it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I, I can't imagine them being nice to him. Can you? No, imagine being. Think he was an idiot. Imagine being paired up with Craig. Imagine like how much evidence he would lose, or like how he'd flood the case. Mm. He'd start off an interview by going. Um, Oh, hang on. We haven't decided who's the bad cop and a good cop. <laughs> hang on. Sorry, you're not. You weren't supposed I'd to love that. to see Craig try and be the bad cop. <sighs> what happened to his mate Jess anyway? She had that really great scene. Was it? Yeah. She, she had that. It was, she was with. She was Pat, with um, um, Amy. Was it? Was, was, a, was her it? Was it? She believed her. Was it Amy? It she believed Daisy. her story. I oh th- no, maybe it was Daisy. It was some wronged woman she on Coronation Street like a couple Jess. of months ago. Ago, maybe Jess. And I quit. thought, oh, Jess is going to have a great part in the story, and I don't know. I don't even remember what the story maybe was. Maybe Jess quick. She's like, if Craig's getting us a comment over me and see idea, I quit. This I trained this guy. Yeah. Anyway, so um, hooray for Craig. Maybe you, she's been fired be because she did train him. Wednesday's episode and Faye is fairly distant over breakfast in the cafe with Craig and he, he's trying to talk about this CID job thing he's like oh it's my dream to be a detective and um, and then he sees no, and then Faye she, he goes off and Faye sees that Maria's um, browsing the latest edition of Chit Chat Mag which has got party planning tips on the front and she's like oh can I, can I borrow that? So um, she talks to the girls at work about um, wanting to put on a party to say, well done to Craig, you got a secondment. They did parties for anything, didn't they? Hard, didn't it? Little bit, little bit. And um, Izzy's weirdly down over the whole Izzy's thing. Maybe just... she realises that this is a whole, this whole thing is a joke. Izzy's such a sour, sour puss about this. She's like, oh, why are you having a party? Ugh. Well, it's true. I know, but you're not invited then. It's not a proper Izzy. promotion. I noticed that she wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, face, face, um, looking. She's she's looking like she's basically putting this party off because she feels so guilty about going out with that Jackson. That is the reason. I know it's just a secondment, but it's something he's always wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, do you think everyone's just like it's too awkward? I don't want to go. I don't want you to for our party because we all know he's not going to get a job there. <laughs> it's just embarrassing. Yeah, there's not going to be a chance to do it for real. So let's just do it for this fake little promotion. So anyway, promotion. My, well, whatever. Miley and Jackson come around later and Miley wants Faye's help with some genealogy homework. Do you ever notice that whenever there's some <laughs> kind of strange Wrong family... No, no, no. Whenever there's some kind of strange family relationship or or strained estrangement or, or anything like that, a kid always has a family tree homework. I don't know how much of a thing that is. I've never given children homework to go did and find out about their this? family tree. It just, I did. Uh, am I the only one that's kind of noticed that this is a bit of a, a well-used trope on Coronation Street, that a kid needs to find out about their family tree? Am I wrong here? Do, uh, it's happened before. But so so anyway, so it's not the, like it never happens, though. No, I guess it. I guess it's not an un, not an unusual homework. It is a thing. It just it just appears do... on Coronation Street more regularly than I would expect to see it. I thought she was saying I wanted help with geometry. Oh yeah, we couldn't figure out what she was saying at first, did we? But it turns out, yeah, it is family tree stuff. So um, it's like oh, yeah, fine, whatever. I help you with that. Um. I'm lost where we are in my notes. She 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 gets dragged off to help with that. She wants to do the party planning, but she can't. So they go to the cafe, and then Gary comes in. And was this like the first time we've seen Gary in about three months or something? It was good to see him again, and I really like him being a big brother to Faye. I think it it 
uh, brings out the it's, best in him. So do I, but it's another one of these kind of forgotten relationships, isn't it? Well, that's why they did the family tree, isn't it? Yeah. Just to remind everybody that they are... <laughs> Mm. They are related. Well, Gary, who's um, a perceptive type. But not type, really, are they? Not, not so much as, uh, as Craig, obviously. But he notices that there's something funny going on between Faye and Jackson. So um, back at the flat later, party preparations are back on track again. And Gary says to Faye, look, looks like you and Jackson were getting pretty close recently. Just be careful. You're going out with Craig, remember? So, um, I, know it's, I know it's forgettable, but... Beth and Faye are at the bistro later organising food for this party. Sally and Tim come in. Sally wants to get involved and she's getting too over-involved in it and excited by the whole thing. And I like Tim this. says, look, this is getting a bit too much effort just for a secondment. He's right. And, and, um, Craig's lucky to have you, Faye, you know. And Faye's looking a bit mopey because then Tim asks whether Jackson and Miley are coming along and, and she says, oh, they'll be busy, busy with the move. So Tim is still realising, oh, I don't think Faye's kind of given up on this guy. Craig sees Sally and Tim out in the street later and he's looking for Faye and they have to, they're saying, yeah, he said, have you seen her? And they're like, oh no, oh, I haven't seen, when did we see her? Oh, oh ages ago we saw her. Didn't we? No, we didn't, says Tim. And, and, and Craig believes this, doesn't yeah. he? There's this well, very they're... obvious attempt at pulling the wool over his eyes and Craig completely falls for that. No, that she was planning the party. No. So when they go back to the flat, she still won't tell him where she no, was. No, she's very evasive about what's been going on today. So um, Craig... But not only does he not notice she's been evasive, but he doesn't realise to ask her why. I, no, I think I think he didn't kind of notice. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think if I was a criminal of Weatherfield, I'd be probably upping my my naughtiness game if I knew that he was going to be the one that was uh, going to be coming after me. I'd be suggesting he gets promoted. (laughs) Um, Yeah, maybe, maybe this is it. Maybe this is it. Yeah. All the criminals of, of, of Weatherfield are getting together to get all the useless coppers up the ranks. Who's H? (laughs) It's, it's, it's Hay. It's Damon Hay. (gasps) We've cracked Mm. it, lads. Right. Wednesday, Friday, sorry. Faye tries to persuade Craig to come around the bistro because, oh, come to me. Let's have a date later. But obviously it's a secret party that she wants him to turn up to. So she, Gary and Maria set to setting up the bistro. They seem to have booked out the whole thing for this ridiculous party for the whole day. Maria was very scathing about Faye's helmet and truncheon bunting that she was trying to make. Yes, apparently it must have looked a little bit phallic. What did what did what did she think that the helmet looked like? <laughs> a bell end? Probably, probably. Well, you were we we, we, we were both a bit of um. If the cap fit. Yeah, we were fi- fairly scathing ourselves just about Faye's outfit in today's episode. Aren't we? <laughs> you said that she looked no, like Ibra Brown. No, I didn't. I didn't say that. <laughs> Definitely said that. Um. Anyway, Jackson comes in to help, and Faye's annoyed that Tim is clearly blabbed to all and sundry about this party taking place. So Gary says to Faye, "Look." You and Jackson, then, eh? You're going to miss him when he goes off to Slough. I've noticed there's been a bit of a mutual attraction between the two of you. Um, And you can't ignore your feelings for him if you've got any. And she says, no, honestly, bro, I've got no feelings for Jackson. He's the one that fancies me. He tried to kiss me one time. And and yes, maybe I was briefly confused, but I definitely 100% love Craig. Jackson's ideas are a fantasy. 
And Gary's like, right, I'm gonna have a word with him then. With my fists. So he goes over to Jackson in the pub and says, oh you, back off Faye, back off my little sister. I know you tried to kiss her at the hotel. And Jackson's like, uh, excuse me, we both kissed each other actually. Yeah. Yes, I do want more with your little sister. And um, Gary says, well, you need to drop it then, mate, because she's going out with a soon-to-be detective. Later on, the party's just getting started. Who should turn up but Toya and Spider? They've crawled out Yay. from their rock that they've been under for the past three months or so, just so nice that Toya to can make again. some lines about stuffed artichokes and farting cows. They've been saving up those ones for her. It was nice to see them again. Nice new haircut on Toya. Yeah. Had it trimmed Very somewhat. Very beautiful. Yes. It suits her. Um, Faye gets a text from Gary saying, oh, come and help me out at the shop next door. So she dashes off telling Beth to make sure that Craig doesn't arrive before she returns. I was... Fail for Beth there. I totally forgot that he had a shop. Well, I couldn't remember which shop he was, was like, she was talking about until oh, she Oh, are they going... There, is he going to death? It was the furniture shop. It was the shop that he, he runs out of halal... Yes. <laughs> so he's found this little music box that he wants to give to Abba because it plays... Anna. Anna, yeah, Anna Windass. You said Abba. Oh, maybe it plays Abba songs. It, play, it plays thing off of um, Sound of Music, apparently. But anyway, they, it's just an excuse to have a little reminisce about when she first moved in, when, when Anna adopted her and everything. And then Jackson turns up and it all seems like that Gary has arranged this setup Genius. so that Jackson and Faye can have another heart-to-heart and get their feelings out and everything and so on and so forth. Um, Jackson says to Faye, you are making the biggest mistake of your life if you stay with Faye, uh, with Craig, sorry. So, Craig, meanwhile, turns up at the bistro and he's like, hang on a minute, there seems to be something going on here. And was that the moment that Spider says, oh, no wonder we're taking you on at CID. <laughs> I can't remember. So he makes some kind of Saki comment about the and there's also that... a bit where where yeah when where he's working out it's a it's a surprise party and uh he's like oh i didn't realize and toys like well how are you supposed to know it's like well i don't know <laughs> i expected him to have a bit of yeah um so any... something about him isn't it so um he, he he's, he's he's chuffed for the party but then you know it's that faye's not there and says to beth oh i'm a little bit worried about that faye i think that she might be with jackson again um Tim overhears him and says, well, you've clearly got trust issues. This is not right between you two. Then Gary comes in without Faye, which gets Craig even more suspicious. So he um, pretends that he's going off to the bog or the bar, one of the two, but he sneaks out. Meanwhile, Jackson is telling Faye, I should be with you. Oh my gosh, it's so dull. Um, Come to Slough with me. You drive me crazy. He takes her hand and then who should turn up? But Faye, well, no, Craig, sorry. <laughs> He's like going, Faye, Faye, where are you? Is that you? Is that your phone I can hear ringing in the furniture shop? Faye says, Jackson, hide under the desk. But Craig smells a rat. Faye says, no, look, I just picked, I came here because I had your present and Gary said he'd look after it. And he'd hide it here, so he's, but now he's not here and your present's hidden underneath all this junk somewhere and now I've got to find it. And Craig's like, well, that seems perfectly plausible. I completely believe those very obvious lies there. That's true. Um, I'm, I'm going to go back off to the party then. Yeah. Um, so he goes to the bistro and tells Faye, uh, tells Beth, I'm getting all my names wrong today, about Faye and the present. Meanwhile, Faye's trying to search for the suitable gift because he, she, she's now got to come up with something from the furniture shop, which seems like a plausible present. And I love this. She's like, this is a load of crap. Basically. Hey, Craig, I got you a moth-eaten armchair. Got you a little, a little globe. Pan. 
or a or an antique gun. I know that they do a yes, fine so trade in yeah. those in the bistro. She could take Sherlock Holmes's gun, and he'd probably believe it's a real person. <laughs> There's nothing there. It's a whole bunch of tat. So Jackson, who's who's crawled out from underneath the desk by this point, says it. He, he takes his watch off and says, "There you go. You can give this to him." Um, so she's like, <laughs> "Great. Cheers, very Don't, much." No, I can't. All right, put it in the box. Thing is, what was Faye gonna give to Craig for a present? Or has she just realised that she hasn't? You given don't need them? to buy somebody a secondment present. <laughs> no, that's that's true. Actually, that's true. <laughs> so um, they 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 head they head back, don't they? Um, uh, he okay. Jackson's just saying, "Stay with me, stay with me." It would be lovely and slow. So Beth grabs Craig away from <laughs> the sorry, dinner table. I'm sorry, I can't help but think this would have been an easier choice for Faith if it was not slow. slow. If it was come with me to Paris or yeah, or like or just London, you know, or like maybe Cornwall or yeah, or East Anglia, anywhere but slow. So Beth grabs Shatling Craig Lions. away from the dinner table over at the bistro and says, "Look, Craigie." Must confess here, I saw Faye and Jackson at the hotel last month, um, and this was a weird scene. I, 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 my, my interest was absolutely waning at this point, but it basically comes down to him saying, "Well, you were there with Marco. You're you, well, you wetter than her." Blah, blah 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 blah. I don't know, but basically, she gets a bit of a hard time of it. Faye finally arrives at the bistro. Gives Craig. I hope nobody's listening to this podcast for a full and thorough discussion about what happened in Coronation Street this week. Because clearly, Why I don't would you have that. To it for that reason? I'm I'm going to blame being ill this week. I had a cold for a couple of days. What's I don't my really. Excuse? You just had your head in your phone. Probably you got nomophobia. I was doing great tweets. You, you did a few pretty good tweets. Hey, anyway, um, Craig gets given his watch when Faye turns up. He's not particularly grateful for this really because by this, this point, it says, he's, he's kind of on moving to Slough. Love you, Jackson. <laughs> he's uh, he's he's there down in whiskey. He's getting himself quietly sozzled, oh, no. isn't he? It's because he's going to be a detective. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to drink whiskey at the bar. He's telling about how gross it is. Um, do you, God you... damn! If only I could solve the crimes of this. Sad town we call Weatherfield. Does he feel? Does he imagine himself in a bit of a film noir kind of? I was at the bar and this dame comes in saying, "I'm going to slough." I don't care. Tell me when this whiskey's finished, baby. Exactly. Um, Faye, he says, "Oh, you about you at hotel with Jackson?" Faye says, "Oh, we didn't sleep together though." And Greg says, "Oh, how very 1950s of you. What were you doing to do on your second date? Put your hand on his knee." Now listen here, I've had plenty of broads in here doing worse things than that. She, but it's not, it, it's different when it's your dame, see? <laughs> the look on her face clearly says it all to Craig and he kind of slopes off, defeated, and he goes and has a bit of a sad, sad cry on Maxine's bench, which is where Faye finds him later and she's like... Yeah, I'm sorry, but if you're having a party to go to work, it's the idea, you can't go and cry on a bench because your girlfriend let somebody else put their hand on her knee. <laughs> He's just having a bad time, isn't he? He's having a bad time. But it's all right by the end he's of the episode. Be, he's supposed to If he wants to be an ITV detective, he's got to have a gritty background and horrible, tragic past. And this is it? Is this the... This isn't really... I can't... Can you imagine the advert? This is the pilot episode. Can you imagine the advert for the like, trailer for this? Tinker and Swain. He thought he had it all. Then his girlfriend moved to slow. <laughs> I'm sorry, Craig. I'm going to slough with Jackson and Miley. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Get me another whiskey on the rocks. Oh, dear. Anyway, 
fake hands up, says, oh, I do love you really, Craigie. And he's like, oh, thank goodness for that. No, let's he have doesn't. A, let's have a hug and a cry. No, he doesn't. He says, listen here, bitch. I lied for you. Oh, yeah, he does, doesn't he? My secondment's on the line because of you. I stuck with you when you were in prison and I visited you and stuff no, for all that time. I lied for you and your friend who ran over that man and his ginger biscuits. Yeah, I did, I did lots of plumbing. stuff for you. I went on YouTube Remember and learned how to fix a U-bed. I've got OCD. Oh, but she says no, that. No, this was a threat because he's basically saying, I kept quiet about you. I could have gone to prison. I've I've risked a lot for you. Um, and the insinuation I, I thought was that he was saying, if you don't stay with me, I'm going to tell everybody. I don't think he's got, you know, the guts to do that. Well, I think it makes him a perfect candidate for the idea if he's willing to do a bit of blackmailing to get, <laughs> to get his man. In he the wouldn't case. do it because he does still love her. Well, she I think says, he's just oh, gonna... I turned him down. I love you. He's got no bottle, has he? I got a bottle of whiskey. Well, <laughs> he's just going if, to... If, if next episode, Faye's like, you know what, I changed my mind. I'm going to go to Slough with Jackson. I can just see Craig going, oh, okay then, have a nice time. <laughs> he, yeah, he just doesn't have it in him, does he? Hey, Michael, you know what goes really well with whiskey? What? Stuffed artichokes. Mm. So... <laughs> It wasn't that bad. Oh, this is boring. Okay, well, are you done on that one? I don't, I don't have anything to discuss in this story I'm because really it was really dull. They couldn't liven this story up with a little bit of uh, Windass family tree knowledge. Like what? Well, like saying anything. Like everyone was in prison at least once, and your grandma had nearly killed somebody. And well, Faye, Faye did have a, a, a pretty violent um, granddad as well, didn't he? Didn't you, Jeff? Yeah, there's loads of great stories. Mm. Uh, you know, if Miley comes out completely normal, she's going to be the weirdest one in the family. <laughs> I hope this. I, I hope this story ties up soon because it's like. Is anybody in any doubt that it's going to end with? This I, is the I, trouble. I think, I think we all know. Slough may have a new residence next week. I really think that that this this story is going to end with Jackson, Miley, and Faye in Slough, and so I'm not. Do you think we're going to have an online spin-off? And Slaz and Slough. Molly and Jackson living in Slough. Where do we live? We live in Slough. <laughs> no, no, save me. Um, sorry, I got nothing more to say about this story. It's really, really, really dull. Okay, fine. I'm really gonna do dull. max sentence. This um, is the problem. That's what made Friday's episode so boring because there had been some slightly better stuff going on earlier. Like I, I'm fairly enjoying Max in prison and his prison mate Gav or Gaz or. Whatever his name is. Garth. Uh, and we didn't get any of that on Friday. We didn't get any Daisy on Friday. No, we no. just got all slough all the we time. We didn't get any um we didn't get any Sarah either. Oh no, we haven't had any Sarah and Damon this week, have we? Oh, Damon. Well, I'm in the oh. Right, go oh. on then. Oh. I saw you looking at me. What's been going on with um oh. Max and the world's greatest teacher? You can't look over here. Stop <laughs> it. Save it oh. for when the storyline comes on. Everybody likes my my Sarah impression. I know, they, they tell do. Me. I right. know. On, can I just say with Max's hair, I really want to like stroke his head. It looks like lovely, soft like a mole. It looks like you could rub it with a balloon and it just stick there, wouldn't it? Well, maybe this is why we're not allowed any more within ten meters. <laughs> right, go on then. What's happened the, with Maxie? Of the Coronation Street set gates. 
Um, on Monday, David is with Max in the prison and he's trying, Max is trying to pretend that it's more fun there. And David's like, I remember when I was locked up, it was crap. And he had to watch these women, probably. Oh, um, oh, Max sorry. twigs that David's been speaking to Daniel and Max is not very happy that he, he's found this out. And that, well, he, yeah, he's, he realises that Daniel was watching this video that he sent him in private in the in the Rovers with the sound on. And he's like, well, I'm not making that mistake again. He's breached my confidence. Yeah, so Max realises when David isn't doesn't buy his story that prisons are all, you know, la di da song and dance. He's like, you must have seen my video. Yeah, so um, he's, he, he flounces off and back at home, David tells Daniel about what happened and they're both really worried. So after class, Daniel keeps Max back and gives him a phone with a message from David, but Max isn't interested and Daniel says, look... Do yourself a favour and watch it. So Max watches the video in his cell and David promises him that nobody else has seen his last video. It's been deleted. He says, you'll be out of jail soon and you're not a burden. You're my pride and joy. That's really sweet. And he says, it you're was right quite sweet. To, pre- to plead guilty. It's the right thing. And I love you. And Max smiles. Oh. Um, what? That was it? No, no, no. I'm just thinking because we know that Gab doesn't know why... Why Max is really in there? No, he thinks that he's in there for for car theft. I wonder whether uh, Gav is going to find a video that gives away why Max is in there, because Gav and Ma- Max are getting more friendly, and Gav's always on at him to give him his phone. Mm. Just an idea. He's going to find out. He's going to find out. He? I just wonder how. Mm. On Wednesday, David's worried about Max and he wants to go and see... i tell you what I would hate if Gav finds out what Max is in there for. And then he says, hey, I know what you're really like. You wouldn't do that again. So I forgive you. Instead of just, you know, putting his head in a door and <laughs> smashing it. As I said last week on the podcast, I, I do quite like... Um, oh, Gav. 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 I think he's a nice, nice, nice character. What's I, he I, in I, there I for? I've got a personal theory... I'll tell you at the end. Okay. So, um, at the prison... No. We're back on Wednesday again now. Yeah, we're on Wednesday. Yeah. We're uh, right at the beginning. Yeah. David's worried about Max and he wants to go and see him to make sure he hasn't done anything stupid. Um, and at the prison, Daniel asks Max if he's seen the video that David made and he says, yeah, I did. And Daniel says, we know you're struggling. You've been through some really tough times and so have I. Don't give up on your family. David goes to visit Max and he is not happy about his exam and he thinks he's doing really badly but he can't talk about it and he's got a load of guilt about the reason that he's in there. And David says, I'll keep visiting you, I love you and I always will and you'll be out soon and it'll all be over. And then Max finds Gav in the um, visiting room and he's singing down the phone to his girlfriend. What is he Beth. singing? I don't remember. He's singing some musical, something or other. He's, yeah, he's singing. Yeah, Serenade, you know, it's sweet. Uh, back at home later, David tells Shona that Max is doing fine and, and she's she's glad about that. Meanwhile, back at prison, Gav is still going on about how much he can't wait to see Becca's girlfriend. And he's like, oh, are you looking forward to getting out? Because you're only in here for doing the car stuff. <laughs> and if you've got a girlfriend. And he starts talking a bit about Lauren and Gav says, look, when we get out, I'll help you win her back. That's not lying, is it? It also becomes... Yeah, this is when it becomes apparent that that Gav doesn't have any idea why Max is in there. Yeah. So, that 
that I, I'm enjoying the Max story and I'm enjoying Gav, but again, this story this week felt like it was just kind of treading water a little bit. There was some sweet stuff with David. I like the relationship between Gav and Max. Ooh, what, 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 what's going on storyline-wise? Not too much. Any any thoughts on this one? My theory about why Gav is in there. Oh yeah, you did say you had something, didn't you? On what I said last week about how it's really irresponsible for Daniel and Max to sort of just let this phone go around the prison to whoever's busy mates with with Max gets to use it because Gav was saying, "I want to use the phone to talk to my girlfriend." And then we saw him today and he said he picked the song specifically because it's like the longest song he knows. Oh yeah. He's leaving a message on a voicemail. And I said last week, oh, nobody knows why they're in here. They could have been in in prison for like harassing people using phones for all we know. Mm. And then this week you see Gav on the phone harassing somebody on a voicemail. I think he's stalking Beck. I don't think Ooh, that I don't think they're idea. boyfriend and girlfriend at all. I just think he he is obsessed with her and he loves her and fancies her and, nice. and she doesn't fancy him at all. And he's delusional. Interesting. In fact, I wonder whether Max is actually his imaginary best friend. They're not really real at all. This whole thing's just been a setup to introduce us to Gav. Maybe. That seems unlikely, but I'm not going to give up. <laughs> okay, um, the Ryan storyline, we're racing through these this week. So Daisy, on Monday's episode, is going to go and see Ryan again. This is another story that this week is just kind of the same, same old stuff again, isn't it? There's lots of Daisy going to visit Ryan and then texting him pretending to be Crystal. That's basically what happened this week as well. But anyway, Daisy's gone there on, on Monday and Daniel thinks... um. Right, um, I can't, she, 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 he, Daniel says that maybe this time, Daisy, you should be telling Ryan about the fact that you're really pretending to be Crystal, but she's like, oh no, I don't really think that would be a good time for that, thank you very much. So, um, Debbie and Ronnie are with Ryan as well later, and then they get chatting about Crystal, who Ryan apparently hasn't heard from for a while, because apparently she's very busy, and, um, Debbie's like, oh, I'm surprised she, you, she can't even bob you a quick text. That's that's odd. And then Daisy turns up and Ryan, and Debbie and Ronnie make a hasty exit. So Ryan is not too happy to see Daisy after what happened last week. He's like, I don't need your pity. Yeah, I don't need you to, I don't need to force you to yourself to sit with me. Look, I've got real friends like Crystal. And Daisy looks like she's just about <laughs> to admit the truth. But um, he tells her to jog on, so on she jogs, and then that little um, truth bomb gets put away for another day. Ronnie sees Daisy in the pub later and says, look, seems to be some kind of atmosphere between you and Ryan. Is there anything okay between you? And she's like, yeah, this is, this is what happened. She overheard me slagging him off last week. I didn't mean it. And Ronnie says, right, okay, that makes sense why he's so upset now. After everything that you and Ryan went through, through this acid attack... You, that's, that, that sort of thing makes people have a deep bond. Does it? Yeah. If, if you go through tragic acid attacks together. It's like um, what we learned from watching S Speed. And then in Speed 2, she's like, yeah, that's that fine. relationship didn't last because it was basically forged under great duress. Okay. So Debbie, Debbie is if back with Ryan later. If you want any life advice, then Sandra Bullock can give it to you. Debbie's back with Ryan later saying, what's the deal then between you and Daisy? What's, what's going on here? And he says, it's very, very complicated. And Debbie says, don't worry, Ryan. you got lots of people in your corner. So Crystal gets another text later, aka Daisy. Daniel reminds Daisy that... Um, Look, you got yourself into this mess. If you want it over, you just need to pull the plug and make it crystal clear 
<laughs> what the what the deal is. So Daisy's in the back uh, of the pub later. Crystal gets another message. She tries. She she's kind of composing these texts. She she's trying to do the dumping text or the. She she likes texts like at the moment I don't think or and I'm not really sure. She she just doesn't know how to word it. And as she's kind of there trying to figure it out, he rings her and she's like, oh my gosh, oh, put the phone down. So um, she then gets a voice message from him later saying, oh, I'm sorry I came on too strong. I hope we're still mates. And she replies back, yes, of course, we're still mates. I'm... So they're no further by the end of Monday's episode. In I've this got monarchy. a great idea for if he, uh, she wants to put him off completely and never never talk to him again, her again. What's that? Go, Ryan, I think you're all really cool. So here's a link to my feminist podcast. <laughs> Called Femidom. What's it called? <laughs> what the hell? Femposium. Femposium. And then and then he'll just ghost her. So Wednesday's episode comes along and, and and we get another return to Weatherfield. And this week it's Carla. She's only been away for a few weeks though, hasn't she? And um, she goes to visit Ryan, feels terrible for leaving him alone after all the mess that he got himself into while she was gallivanting off with Peter. And he says, look, Fine, Aunt Carla, I'll be all right. So later on, and Carla's seen a text from Crystal pop up while Ryan was napping, and she says, oh, "What's what's going on with her then? Do you uh, does, does you and Crystal? Mm, yeah, maybe is it says things going well between you there?" And he says, "Oh yeah, things seem to be going pretty smoothly for us actually, Carla." So Carla goes to the pub later and asks Daisy, "Who's this Crystal bird that Ryan's so keen on at the moment?" He's he's becoming quite smitten with her. She is a little bit far away though, being an Abitha. Um, and look, I just don't want anyone to hurt him. And Daisy's like, "Oh, don't worry, Crystal won't hurt Ryan." So um, later on. Um, Daniel is having dinner with Daisy at the bistro, and meanwhile, Ryan is smiling and sighing at um, Crystal's Instagram pictures and thinking, Ooh, What a fit bird. What a Granny, fit bird a is texting me. And that was basically all that happened there. Um, lots of people have pointed out online that um, why hasn't um, Ryan tried contacting I Crystal via this. her social media? Yeah, you, you said Just, it as well, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, like, hey. I I have friends who are on Twitter and Instagram and I even do it to you. I like if I'm on Instagram and I see something funny, I send you it on Instagram. Yeah. So it and then that it, that's all it would take. Feels like it's only a matter of time like, before he does this. Just ignore just ignore it. It'll be like, hey, what do you want? Yeah. Um it it feels I like that's what they're setting us up. To have to, to believe it's going to happen next. say something like, I thought I told Daisy to tell you to leave me alone or something like that. And then he'd be like, but what? I wonder whether, like, it's either going to be something like that or maybe she'll post on her Instagram, like, I hate I've just men come out of, no, no, with... just like, I've come out of hospital, I've just fallen off a cliff or something. And he's like, yeah. she's or not maybe... mentioned that in any of her texts. What's maybe going on? Maybe it'd be like, R.I.P. Crystal died two months <laughs> yeah, ago in maybe. that horrible Ibiza nightclub. Um, bubble explosion. Yeah, something like that. It's it's clearly going to come out, but like like I said, I don't. It doesn't feel like this story has progressed in nope. the slightest this Holding week. Holding pattern. It is. Just, it, I, I'm in, I'm kind of enjoying it. I'm not hating Daisy like lots of other people no, are. I, don't I totally Daisy. get that she's got herself into this awkward situation. We've come far. We've come too far with Daisy as as a collective to give up on her now. She. Mm. Tried to convince Ryan that she raped him once. So this Let's is nothing. Let's forget about that. 
Yeah, we're all pretending that didn't happen. Mm. Oh, can I just um, give a give a shout out to Daisy and her Mrs. Doyle from Father Ted impression when she was offering a yeah, cup of on. tea. Go on, go that on, was, go on. That was good. She's um. Is there no end to her there talents? Is, there are no end. There's no end to Charlotte Jordan's accents. <laughs> she can do at least three. Right, moving on. This is going to be like the shortest podcast ever. So I've just got nothing to say about this week's coronation trip. Am I missing some big talking points here? This yeah, week? we I are. I don't know. Um, so the Gemma storyline then, and I'll pass to Gemma to talk about it. I am the expert here. Of all, on all Gemma. things Gemma. Um, this this week was all about let's be a bitch to Linda because she's rich and we don't like rich people. We don't like your tight round these parts. There's... We Granny's... prefer getting our wedding money from my poor brother. Yeah, we like to exploit working class. Yeah. <laughs> One day, Bernie Snarky and Saki about Linda parading over to the UK to see to come and see the wedding. And when Linda arrives, she's really happy just to be invited. And she's like, oh, tell me all about it. And <laughs> they're like, oh, Raven, Raven pies. Pies from local baker's shop. It's all dead lush, that is. And she's like, okay, well, I I could pay for it. And uh, they're like, okay. So she orders the food later and she tells everybody, yes, I got so-and-so of Cheshire to do it. And they're like, no, we don't want that. We want pies. <laughs> we want Rutland's from the precinct. Yeah. And so she's like, okay, I'll pay for that then. I... So what if they want pies? I bet you, the thing is also, I bet you that the, the fancy caterers in Cheshire do miniature pies yeah. I bet they do tiny little pies tiny little beef wellingtons <laughs> yeah Linda's probably not holes. really gone back to Rutland she's probably just asked them to do like fake Rutlands and see if Gemma yeah. can tell the difference it's kind of like how um, Anya Hindmarch does those uh, like plastic baggy ones and you would not know what I don't have no idea I can imagine Gemma being so sloshed at her wedding she wouldn't have a clue where her food's come from no, exactly. And also, do you, I don't even think she ever tastes any of it anyway. It's just like... <laughs> rah, 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 rah. She's, she's like these birds that swallow a sausage whole, yeah, like isn't that, she? Yeah, like that seagull that regurgitates a hot dog. Yeah. Whole. Um, I'm surprised that also, seeing as what Linda is offering to pay, that she didn't ask for that delicious rhubarb and custard cake that Daisy and Daniel were going to oh, yes. have for their <laughs> She tasted all of those and she liked all of them, didn't she? Very true. So Dev comes around later with some kebab and Linda's like, oh no, I'm not eating. Kebab. Izzy and I are going to the bistro later. See, tell you what, as soon as Linda turns up, Izzy starts getting all these ideas about her station. Going around the bistro, saying party's not good enough for her. They've still managed to avoid having a scene with Linda and Izzy, haven't they? Do you They've think talked the about it. have got like a feud. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. no, yeah, we've got dirt on them too, haven't we? <laughs> um, did you know? Oh, I, got, I had a fact. I saw this on um, on the subreddit, the Coronation Street subreddit on Reddit. Yeah. And apparently the actress who plays Linda auditioned for the part of Stella Price. Oh, really? And they were like, sorry, you are too interesting <laughs> for this role. Your, your Mancunian accent sounds far too genuine. Can you imagine? <laughs> so anyway, um, Linda tells her that she's going off to be- the bistro with Linda and she's rebooked. Is he? She's rebooked Rutland's and she says, That's my good deed for the day. And Benny's like, Oh, not charity case. Oh. Although, you know, it would be a good idea if they did set up a charity. Yeah. For four kids. On Wednesday, Gemma sends 
Chesney off to the charity shop because she hears a couple of suits have come in that would be great for the wedding. And later on, <laughs> Chesney's there and he looks like, he looks like the an extra member of the Scooby-Doo gang. He's got this brown suit on. No, he doesn't. Hideous... Scooby-Doo? They're lovely and bright and colourful. From you the got... 70s. He's wearing a brown suit with this kind of patterned shirt underneath it. Why does he need a shirt as well? He must have a shirt, a plain shirt. No? Anyway, well, it's no. for comedy. He looked awful. But was, he, yeah, you said suited. brown by name, brown by nature when he came suited. in wearing that. Yeah, yeah, there's just a picture of him looking miserable in it. It's like, yeah, yeah standard Chesney look. Chesney to a T. It was nice that Chesney actually came into it because I'd been thinking early on in the week, like... Who's going to get married to again? Yeah, he's just not... Fe- this is this has been a, a you know a build-up to a wedding where the groom has barely featured despite being a prominent character in the show for, you know, well, 15 plus years. Joseph's got this horrible pinstripe number on. He hates it. He thinks it's... He looks stupid. He's not wrong. And Linda says, look, why don't I just pay for you to have some nice suits? And Jessie says, no, we can't. Gemma will find out. She wants us to pay for everything ourselves. And Joseph begs. This really wound me up this week. Gemma is such an idiot. Both of them are so stupid. They would rather take food from their children's mouths in order to buy suits from a charity shop that they don't even want. Yeah. They're just ridiculous. They, they're in no position to turn down charity. This is... And it's from family as well in yeah. this case. Yeah. And like you've pointed out, rightfully so, they're f- perfectly happy to take it from Paul. Mm. It's it's honestly despicable, really. But it's supposed to... They're supposed to be pride. You can't feed your kids with pride. It's stupid. So, Joseph's begging for them to get these suits. So, when they do, they look great. And, um... Jesse lies and says, yeah, these were the ones. These are the charity shop ones. Oh, yeah, he cuts a button off yeah. one, doesn't he, to and try and make so it. So they're like, oh, so, you know, sometimes you just lose a button and they just put it put it in charity shop. And Joe's like, see, I told you, it'd be great. You're brilliant. Um, later on, um, Linda's saying, look, why don't you just let me pay for the flowers and the cake? And he says, no, we can't accept that. And she says, well, how about I loan you the money? And what what about this Chesburger thing you were talking about? Did you, you wanted to open a restaurant, didn't you? Why don't you just pay me back when that takes off? What? That's going to turn off. And he's like, yeah, great idea. Idiot. Do you think that we ever will see this Chesburger restaurant? Can you imagine a picture of Chesney in the local paper with his sad little grin trying to sell you a burger? I mean, I... No, but I, I I think that I'm I'm a little bit I'm ready for a change. Like prima donna has been prima donna for a very long time now. Maybe it is time that Chesney took took a step up and took over it himself and rebranded. I'm not going to criticise Coronation Street for being too static because they do have Speed Dial, which is new, a new kind of idea that they hadn't had before, and it does fit in with you know the way that food the food scene is going. But to have um replace the the kebab shop with a che- with a burger place that seems very much on trend with. Mm. It's a little change. It'd be really interesting if they like opened a ghost kitchen, because that's very mm. realistic these days, isn't it? Where you have a yeah. bunch of brands running out of a, a kitchen that's yeah, not really lots a of, restaurant. Lots of different things. That's what the factory should be. Well, the factory should be anything but a knicker factory, but then nobody asks that, do they? What's been going on there this week? No, nothing. Why didn't they let Stephen go on holiday? Because he wasn't going to even be in it for two weeks anyway. <laughs> on Friday, Paul lies to Ed because Ed's like, when are you coming back to work? I miss you. We used to have great conversations about 
Football. <laughs> Beer. Unicorn onesies. <laughs> um, and, and when are you getting the all clear? And, and he's like, well, I don't know. It's like, this storyline's been dragging on for ages. And Paul's like, but yeah, you got no idea. Ed, you, you have no idea. Ed tells Dee Dee later he's worried about Paul because there's something fishy going on and he seems a bit off. So Dee Dee sits down with Paul in the pub and says, people are starting to notice and it feels like you're pushing people away. And he says, well, I have to get used to life without me anyway. And he sort of mopes off. And then he mopes off to Victoria Gardens and Dee Dee finds him there. <laughs> there was, there was, there was mope in this suit, wasn't it? Craig's moping, Paul's moping, Chesney's moping, um, Max is moping, Daisy's all men, moping. All the men are moping and all the women are starting feminist podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's at Victoria Gardens and Dee Dee finds him and says, "Get make the most of life while you can. You're not dead yet. You've still got conditions. You, you're still in good condition and you're free. Let me tell everybody in your court case about your condition and you and we can get you might you might not even have to go to prison. I would be embracing life if I was you. I wouldn't be sitting in Victoria Gardens because it's crap. And rainy. Paul goes to see Gemma and and um he's like, Look, let me help you more. I wanna take Joseph to the Oh little yeah, at the shots. beginning of the episode he he kind of um not helpful. Yeah, Gemma's like, can you take Joseph off to Little Big Shots? He's like, no. No, I'll be dead soon. Like, oh, yes, I can. He's he's had his um, Ebenezer Scrooge moment of revelation and now he has become charitable again. Yeah. And he's, he's been reminded that before this all started, he was being a terrible do-gooder and now he's back on but it yeah. again. Yeah, and also Gemma's like, thank you, Paul. I wouldn't be able to live without you. If you died, I'd be sad. <laughs> and And Paul says, why are you bringing that up? Uh, he goes to, Paul goes to Ed and says, I can't come back to work. Don't bother about keeping it open. I, I I won't be back anytime soon. And Ed's like, oh, I'll always keep your job open for you, Paul. You didn't do anything anyway. <laughs> um, and, and that was that as well. Do you remember when Paul first started working for Ed and he had to Google how to fix? Yeah. How to a fix a door? Something. Yeah. Yeah. If and that's his level. I can't live without him. Um, so anyway, yeah, no, nothing new there with the Paul storyline, it felt like. Bernie is just a, such a snob to Linda because she's got money up. If this story doesn't end with Bernie realising that she's just been an asshole to Linda because of how much money she's got, then I'm going to be annoyed because Bernie seems to think that the amount of money you've got is directly in reverse to how much of a good person you are. Yeah. I think we're supp- it feels like we're supposed to be championing Bernie's but she position, feels like though, doesn't it? She's got this weird Victorian morality about, like, suffering brings you closer to God or something, but she <laughs> doesn't even believe in God. She just believes in crystals. <laughs> so what's going on there? Um... I'm I'm enjoying the antagonism between them. It's kind of fun. She's just it's jealous. It's gonna last for a couple of weeks until the wedding, and she's just jealous, and it's really unbecoming. She's too, she's old enough to know better, isn't she? Yeah, I'm looking forward to this wedding. I have to say, um, I, I want to see it... what Bernie's gonna wear. I want to see what Linda's gonna wear. She's gonna be glamorous. We we we, ha- we we do know what Gemma's going to wear. We have seen pictures of it. Um, we won't say anything out, else. Look out for it. Um, I think good. that's not a spoiler, is it? Um, that's it, isn't it? Should we do the next one? <laughs> yeah, let's move on to Eliza's birthday party, which is, you know, it's party central on Coronation Street today, wasn't it? You had the kids' party, you had, you had Craig's party. I can't understand this why. This one was even more of a washout. 
why why Craig didn't you know team up with Eliza to both go in the limo together? <laughs> Good point. I Good bet point. you Craig would have bloody loved going around the block with a bunch of kids in a limo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's about his mental level, isn't it? <laughs> like yeah. guys, did you see it in the Midnight Garden? They'd be like, no, don't watch that. It's too young for us. So it's it's Eliza's last day at her old school today and her birthday at the same time. She's going to be moving to Weathy High next week. And this um, is a good move. This is a very canny move. Don't go to the new school when it's your birthday because no one knows. Milk all the old people for presents. Yeah. And then you've got a year to ingratiate yourself to the other Weathy High people to mm. get presents for next time. So if you if you remember back like three weeks, I'm going to say, when the storyline last featured and Hope was planning to sabotage Eliza's 12th birthday party somehow, I was looking forward to it being, you know, a little bit more conniving than this. But all it turned out to be was Hope told people the wrong day for the party because... Um, Eliza's getting worried in the morning about meeting her new school friends, but then when the limo turns up, um, there's nobody there. <laughs> and even Hope has been able to dissuade um, Jake and Liam, who are here for their, you know, bi-monthly appearance, um, to, to, from, from coming to the party. So it really is low numbers. It's like Sam, who is it? Sam, Hi. Eliza, Hope, and maybe two other non-speaking extras that turned up. So that was a complete washout. And um, they decided... I'd quite like some non-speaking extras to come to my party. Well, I wouldn't mind Dirk as long coming as they, along. As long as they laugh at my jokes. No, they'd just have your silent laughter. Yeah. Um, that was that me was doing silent, silent laughing there. Um, anyway, <laughs> Hope says, oh, oh, sorry, I must have forgotten and given him the wrong day. How oh, silly of me. Derpy um, derp. And Sam's like, don't worry, everybody, let's just have the party next episode. And Yasmin says, yes, wonderful, we could have something at Speed Doll. Is Speed Doll really the place for a 12 year old birthday party? Yes. It's got mango lassies. Everyone's nuts for them. Mm. Um, and Roy's like, I'll help as well. So, yeah, I felt that... I don't know. I was I, I felt like Hope's revenge was a bit tame. Yeah, I, I not, wanted... Not revenge, because, because yeah, this was... Yeah, she hasn't done anything wrong. Well, this, was the, this is the kind of love triangle, isn't it? Yeah. This is the Sam, Eliza, Hope stuff, which was, I thought, really quite interesting to watch, but it just turned into nothing yeah, this week and, and that steam with Stu and, and Jake and Liam there just smacked of let's get these actors in for a scene or let's get these kids in and people across the country are going who are they again I didn't know who no it was, who which one didn't you recognize Jake Jake with the floppy hair yeah I didn't recognize him at all no he's and, and like Hope said to them oh what was her reason for them not wanting the party? Like it's not, it's, Boring. it's not going to be cool. It's going to be babyish. Like oh, Jake, yeah. he's only about <laughs> nine. He's three years younger than uh, Eliza oh, yeah, anyway. She said, Why no, would she even want a little baby like that in her eyes to come along to a, a party? Well, no, she didn't want them to come because she wanted to make her feel isolated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she was saying, oh, you mean why would Eliza? Yeah, want why would she? Eliza want Jake she wants to come to, make to friends her birthday with people party? In the community. But, but but Jake doesn't even go to Webby High. He's still in primary school. Well. Oh, well. It was Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and she said it would be a little kid's film. Oh, yeah. Now, there's a really funny... Um, I don't know if people watch Nathan for You, but there's a really funny scene that this reminded me of where he's got a bunch of kids. He's trying to invent a, a child's toy, and he's doing, like, a focus group. And he's he made this toy, and the kids don't like it. And he says, oh, what if I told you that if you... 
didn't have this toy that you're a big baby and they're all like well i have to have it then <laughs> it was anyway it's funny when he did it well i mean hopefully this will be fun on monday it just felt like this whole series of events wasn't needed especially if they're going to have another party yeah, anyway why not thinking. just have the second party yeah, it feels like filler like, maybe yeah. maybe coronation street were like you know what maybe we can make the whole episode about craig and Faye, and they're like no for heaven's sake no let's just throw some of this eliza stuff in there just to fill up a bit of time we can't possibly do that um so nothing happened there and then uh, we have our brian storyline that's speaking about filler and setting things up for next week so um Gemma, brian is excited because isabella's coming his long lost Italian cousin and Mary's like she's going to be a serial killer and everyone knows they don't have serial killers in this it's ridiculous it was kind of funny when Mary when all these people were coming out of the um, tram station and Mary was telling yeah. him whether they, killer, they look killer. like killer or not driller killer it's to do well, with the distance between your nostrils yeah the n- distance eyes. between the outer reach outer edges of your two nostrils doesn't match your eyes then you're a killer apparently so um, everybody check that out let us know how are you looking? Yeah, oh, definitely killer, as I suspected. <laughs> so, Brian and Mary are waiting for her outside the tram station, and she turns up. Predictable, they hug, predictable, they go to the pub. Mar- Isabella thinks that Brian and Mary are going out with each other, and everyone's like, ha ha ha, you idiot. Stupid Italian. Well, Ma- Mary's like, oh no, oh, me, Brian, romance between us, no, ha. She, she's like, a, she does protest yeah. too much. So, it turns out Isabella also likes making model ships. And Brian can't believe how much they have in common. And Mary's like, I don't know about this. Yeah, so Mary is suspicious of Isabella, who I imagine is going to be perfectly innocent. But um, Mary's going to go off on one of her silly rants and probably offend her. And I was hoping Isabella would be one of these outrageous characters, a bit like Mimi. Well, she, she, she does seem fairly normal. She, she's definitely... You know, loud and Italian, isn't she? Well, yeah, I guess that's saying. I mean, she's she's a lot more Italian than Bethany was when she turned up after. I wanted her uh, to sort of Milan. come in and be like, "Oh, what is this? A little place you drink a um, the English they drink of the the warm beer is horrible." And all that kind of stuff. She, I mean, she only got about what five lines yeah. through the whole episode, so I don't know whether it, I think it feels a bit too early to make first impressions on Isabella. <sighs> She well, she didn't even go. Wow, so she's yeah. She's not. A, she's not one of these characters. Like I never want you to leave. Yeah, but she has been brought in for what is really a bit of a silly storyline. It's a. This is an utter filler. Brian's Italian think, cousin. What? Do you think they make model? Do you think they really have model ships in Italy? It feels to me like it's the sort of hobby that we have in Great Britain because. The weather's not good. <laughs> like in, Can't go like, outside to the beach today. No. She's like, we do not make these sh- these uh, tiny ships, as you say in the, in England. We drink we drink the wine and we make a pasta and love on the beach. <laughs> we do not have time for your silly little games. Well, yeah, mate. <laughs> is there anything suspicious about her? No. Is she lying about making ships? She lied about being Italian. Could be. Could be. At the end of the at the end of the um at the end of the story, she could be like, "Do you know what, love? Just get it to yourself a tin of Dolmio, and I'll be fine." <laughs> and that is literally it for this week's like Coronation Street. We've I like reached that the end. Penny pasta. Oh yeah, penny pasta. We've reached the end, and literally that was possibly our speech, shortest street talk ever. We but weren't even trying. I, 
Nothing, hap- it, nothing, nothing really happens it this week. It wasn't bad. It you wasn't gave bad. the Wednesday's episode a banging, and it wasn't bad. I'm, I, I would say that there was some, you know, even my, my bog standards this week were fairly high bog standards, but... Today it, was just a bit like the Today sucked all the joy the... out of it, and, and the other things that were good were, were just good in spite of themselves, that it didn't feel like there was much plot development. Daisy's still being crystal, you yeah. know? Faye is still undecided about Jackson. Max is still not really enjoying prison. <laughs> Ryan's face is still melted off. The whole... Amy's still, you know, at loggerheads with with um with Aaron. The moral and, of the story. And, is but now it's going to court. You have to learn to love prison before you can be let out. Yeah. So I I have no, I have nothing to add about it. It wasn't terrible. It just wasn't terribly interesting. So um, I'm going to give this week's episodes um, two and a half whiffs of Poe out of five this week. Oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah, Gemma. We did. I know that was going to mention at the beginning of the podcast your Eurovision predictions last week on the uh, on last week. Shut up! I can't talk at the same time as you poeing away there. You predicted last week on the podcast that we would get in the uh, top half of the um, the votes table on Eurovision. We actually came second from bottom. We were but your prediction for the winner was right at least, so congrats there. I didn't like it. Two and a half out of five for I me. I wanted um, cha 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 cha. What do you? What <laughs> I wanted do, that one to win. What What did you rate this week's Coronation Street? Well, can I just say our performance was poor on the night. I was. The song performance wasn't great. The song itself was brilliant. I think she's a great. uh, I think that something went wrong. What's your score? Three. Three. I know I keep giving everything three. Three. Well, maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Three talcum powdered rats. (laughs) Oh yeah, that was weird. With Craig talking about that's another one of these things that Corey puts into the script where people say that they did things and it's like no, you didn't do that. He said he washed. Daryl twice a week and talcum powdered him and everything. Do not believe that. Silly. Um, character of the week. Hmm. Isabella. No, it is not Isabella. Um, mm, so there's no particularly stands out to me. Linda's the only person with that head screwed on in the whole show. Why? Hello, everybody. Can I help you? What? You, I'm rich. Would you, you like some eat, money? You really want to eat sausage roll for your wedding? All right, I'll buy it for you. I'm going to give my character of the week to Amy because she stuck to her th- her guns and she posted that post and she's refusing to, to write that letter of saying, no, sorry, I shouldn't have done that because he did rape her after all. Yeah, I couldn't do that. I don't know what it would cost me. It I is don't. an interesting... The thing is, it doesn't feel... This is the thing. that It doesn't feel like a dilemma. It really should... You really should be sitting there thinking, God, if I was Amy, what would I do? Is Amy going to lose anything here? No. No, she's not. She hasn't got anything on the line. It would be more interesting if Amy was, you know, living in the flat by herself and she was looking at her bills and she didn't have any money and she was thinking, uh, you know, I've got Nana Blanche's money. That's my future. Am I going to bet my future on whether someone believes me when the people that live around me don't believe me? Mm. There's been none of that. It just feels like it's been swept up in, like I've said this before, about everything else that's going on at the moment. There's a really interesting dilemma and unique story that gets turned into something boring and bog standard. Mm. A bog standard soapy kind of, like, this isn't really that bog standard though, but... It's better than that. 
it it's not feels... as good as the, the, the raw nugget that we started with. No. Instead, it's turned into a proxy war of rich parents, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, and that, right. is that really what we wanted out of this story? Could we have that? Could we have that storyline for another reason? Mm. Like you're wasting two stories on one, really. I, I want to sit there and you know think t- really honestly. If I was Amy and and I had to write a letter, it would be even nice to watch her trying to write this letter to herself. Like, yeah. if I was to write this letter to Aaron and to have her typing it out and then watch her turn it into actually, no, just another accusation because she can't bring herself to to to, to lie. Mm. I'm the sort of person that, you know, will avoid any kind of conflict at all costs. So I think possibly I would just write that letter. I make them feel really guilty and shame-faced about myself. I don't know if I could live with having people think that I had lied about something mm. like that. The thing is, she's already said that Yeah, um, she she's already gone back on herself and now to do it a second time... It would be the nail in the coffin for people yeah, believing that uh, that happened to her. Mm. Well, we'll find out what happens to that next time, but um, for now, let's move on to the podcast. Right, it is the news time, and um, this is, we're going to carry on the tradition of this being a very short podcast by only having a little bit of news this week. But too loud. the main, I'm not too loud. Yeah, you shut up. Um, the main bit of news this week is very, very exciting, and uh, we have talked about it on the bonus podcast already this week. But Gemma, there's been a big announcement from Coronation Street: the tour. They are evolving and moving into the next stage. Should we oh. talk about that? Oh, it's like turning into Vaporeon. Yes. The Coronation Street tour has become Coronation Street. The ex- I'm not shouting. <laughs> Coronation Street, the experience. It is. And you will be able to experience this from June the 11th when it opens its doors once more. Not long now. It is not long. This is very, very exciting. And, and um, yes, we have talked about this on the bonus podcast this week, but um, that was recorded like over a month ago. And um, we kind of knew bits and pieces about what was going to happen. But um, this week on, uh, it was just yesterday, wasn't it? On Thursday this week that the press release came out, the website changed. We didn't even realise, we didn't even know about the name changing until until it happened. We knew that we, they were going to be making the announcement this week because we had the kind of the video all, all kind of ready to go and everything. But yeah, what, what do we think about the name change? <laughs> the experience. Is it, it, it kind of gives the... It sounds the impre- a bit like you're going to get groped. <laughs> Depends which... Is that... <laughs> Yeah, not maybe. really, not really. If, if Aaron's, Aaron's part of no, it, no, no, no. Um, um, yeah, it just it it reminds me of like you know how they when they brought out three D uh, movies, I was like, what's next, four D? And then you get sprayed with water. I like the fact. I like the idea with the name that you know it it, it is more than a tour, but it also loses the the tour aspect of it. I don't know. I I guess there's no perfect way of naming this, but I I think it sounds nice. I like it, but. You must the thing, yeah, they must have to dis- distinguish it from Coronation Street, mm. and it is more than a tour. It is now because I mean we we've had already. I mean we went to the cafe, the shop, the cinema there that was playing the uh, the the nine minute compilation that. clips before you go in. That's been like the soft launch that's been going for what three or four months now. So there may well be some listeners that have already seen that, and the cafe 
is you know it's, it's a decent cafe there you can fill up before you go in to see the tour the shop is fantastic we've been sitting on photos of this shop for a while because we wanted to wait until it gets properly announced before they, they, they we show it but they've got a load of great merchandise haven't they there really good and stuff. they might even have more now than they did I've, when we went i've got um i've We've heard very promising things about the direction in where in which they're taking their merch. Yes, because you know uh, they've got the the you know just the normal it, it's the Coronation Street tour stuff. It's the Coronation Street themed whatever, but they call it character goods, don't they? Or mm. and we call it in universe things. So yeah. stuff like. Uh, fresh goes bags. What a genius idea. I know, it. it seems so obvious. When we went there, that was the first thing that jumped out on us because a lot of this, the, the merch there when we visited, we did recognise from when we went before, but we like honed right in on those Fresco bags and we're like, we're having one of those. So we, we've been uh, we've been rocking this Fresco bag of our own Michael for the past month. Michael takes it wherever we go Getting shopping. Getting it with us, yeah, very, very cool. Um, I, I don't get why they these things aren't being sold online on the ITV shop though. Like a few of them are. Like you can get your your Roy's apron and your and your Bet Lynch mug and everything online. But they should really be selling everything there. Well, I guess it, it's good to have some exclusives for the shop. I guess so. I suppose but it's an incentive to go there. It, yeah. Not everybody can make it to Manchester. They've unfortunately. got the, the wonky duck gin and gin glasses yeah. there. It's really really nice. You and... need to watch our video or listen to the bonus episode for most of the details. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that th that's all been there for a little while now. But what's coming up that's new on June the 11th is this exhibition space. And uh, we, we were very lucky to, to get to have a look upstairs in the area that the exhibition was going to be opening. And it was very, very much, you know, it was empty almost when we went there, wasn't it? It has a few bits and pieces like piled up in the side of the room. Yeah. There was the very beginnings of the Rovers, I think. They were like wood there panels. Were bit, yeah, there were panels. Stacked up against each other and we were told this is going to be the Rovers at like, some mm. point. But I tell you what, they've done a cracking job. They have. So when when you go there, you'll be able to see um you'll be able to see the Rovers. I I'm, I'm not sure what what we can say particularly because I know that, that that there's going to be three sets, but so far from the press release, they've said Roy's and the Rovers. And I don't, I don't think it's down to us to say what the third set is, but we know what the third set yeah, is. No, I don't want to get in trouble by saying what it is. So there is at least one other set from Coronation Street that will be recreated um, in this, this space. And I'm very, very excited to begin and having a look at that as well. This exhibition space is honestly the, such a really great idea and... I'm really excited about it. It's it's what the tour has been missing yes. since it's moved from Key Street. And it's, you know, it's nobody's fault. When when the Key Street set operated in 2014-15 odd, you had this, you know, derelict Granada it studio. It was empty. Oh, yeah, so yeah, empty, not unused was, for filming, building, because Curry had moved space. to Media City, exactly. So and they could do whatever they wanted there. Left over that weren't going to be transferred across, like, for example, Carla's, Carla's flat never made it to the new. I don't know whether it did, I can't I don't think so, but it was there. You could go see that. Yeah. And so they've been missing there out was all on sorts. that and that kind of element of. Yeah. Uh, like a museum kind of area. Yeah, um, I've been I've seen quite a few people sort of reviewing the tour as it has been, saying, "Oh, it's a shame we've not been able to see the interior sets." But having been behind the scenes, it it just wouldn't. I I don't know how they could do that. They couldn't do really, it because it's working with actual set. interior sets, they're the not, working sets. They're not set up. Yeah. Like so so how how this is going to be? 
is that you'll go down a corridor up some stairs um, and then into the space and, and you'll be able to walk through some of the sets. So there'll be there'll be this one that hasn't been announced yet. Um, there'll be Roy's set that you'll be able to have a like sit, sit down. This is what I love about it. It's not just a case of, you know, walk past the sets and there's barriers up there well, and, and don't go plan, past here. Uh, you'll be able to go in there and, and have a fiddle and a touch and everything. You'll be able to have a sit down. You'll be able to go into the Rovers, pull a pint there, um, have your photo opportunity there. Mm -hmm. It's great. It'll be proper hands-on, but there's there's going to be... You know, we, we were talking to um, the, the people when we were there. They're going to be like big information boards about characters. There's going to be um, costumes on display there. There's going to be there's going to be props, um, all sorts. Um, and, and also it's going to be um, changing from throughout the year. So if you are lucky enough enough to live nearby and you're going to pop in, you know, when it opens next month and then you go again, one month, two months, three months down the line, it, the, the plans are that you'll be able to see some things a little bit differently because they, they want people to go back. Um, it's, it's a, you, and also you can, you'll be able to go during the week. So that's quite cool. Yes, everybody that's um, spoken to us from Canada and America, you know, from overseas who want to come to go to the Corrie tour, it's quite frustrating because we can never say to them, yeah, book it then, you'll be able to go on the tour. There's no, literally, there's no way to know because they don't know when they'll be able to access the, the, the tour, the outside part, because it's possible that they could need that for filming outdoor parts. Yeah. But because this, ex this um, exhibition space is completely separate to the filming area, you could go, you, you'll be guaranteed that you'll be able to get in. Yeah, so if you're this. coming from a different country, you'll all, you'll know you'll always be able to get in to see the exhibition space, even if you can't get in to see the filming. And so it gives you somewhere to go. And, you know, as an added bonus, I will say that if you're a Corrie fan and you want to go during the week, you're going to be able to see... Uh, actors going in and out well, of the set. Th th this is it. So we, we've been, you know, gate stalking a couple of times now and waiting for people to come in and out and just kind of been perching outside there by the gates, getting a bit cold sometimes and wishing that there was a place that we could duck into. Like we've said, oh, let's... We, we've just like gone across to the Imperial War Museum, haven't we, to have a drink and now it's we'll actually nice be able to, to go in and into the proper so Coronation the Street Cafe there. It, it's fantastic that the fact that this is now going to be open as a place for Coronation Street fans to visit seven days a week. There's plenty of footfall through Media City. Mm -hmm. I, I think this is a fantastic idea. So, um, yeah, and it's only it's only a, what, three weeks away, is it? Maybe, yeah, three, three weeks? I'm going to say three weeks. June the 11th. It's, it's, it's very, very soon. Um, and so um, I, I, I just can't wait to get back up there again and see this for ourselves because we, we got, we got a, a, a nice little taster of it. Um, I mean, separate from what we had on our bonus podcast this week, we were also shown like um, proposal documents and everything for it, weren't we? We were yeah. taken through this massive uh, PDF full of like yeah. design documents and 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 what they want to base it on and and you know their ideas behind and, it and, and it's, it's stuff we can't visions. share because things some things haven't come to pass yeah. or anything but it was it's so you know if if some of the ideas they had for it if half the ideas they had for it actually end up in this space when it opens in a few weeks it's going to be such an, a, a fantastic yeah. place for, the for Corrie fans to go to the exhibition space is also going to have 
props and costumes and information and character boards and yeah and stuff and it's got themes and, and you'll be able to spend as long as you want there yeah so neil curry who is the guest experience manager we did an interview with him when when we went so you can listen to him talk about some aspects of that yeah he, his quote on the press release this week said um we know that fans of coronation street want to get up close to some of the props and sets that they see on screen be it deirdre's infamous glasses or inside the rover's return the new exhibition gives us the chance not only to extend the weekend tour experience as it will be included for every visitor it will also be open seven days a week giving everyone the opportunity to take a seat in roy's roles or stand behind the bar at the rovers and see iconic costumes and props from over 60 years of drama having this kind of exhibition floor also gives us the chance to constantly update and change things alongside the program's on-air stories once the storyline is played out on your tv screen we'll be updating the props and costumes along the way so just just love the idea and the best bit is as well i think that the the price of the tour isn't changing so it's it has been 35 pounds to get in at the moment and once this new bits opens it's still going to be 35 pounds uh, you know if you're adding this whole extra chunk of it, which this this could be hours for some people, you couldn't could be it? There on, for quite a while. on top of it, for, you know, for the, the same tour price. Itself is brilliant. an hour and a half now, I think. Yeah, the whole thing is an hour and a with half the, with the movie and stuff. I don't even know whether the movie's included. Actually, well, I can't remember. I, I don't. The remember film what is time is was. brilliant. Yeah, it's so a, it is really really worth going. It, it it absolutely to is the now. The team it's... who put that together. Yes. There you are. That was. I really thought it was just fantastic. It was moving and funny and inspiring and mm. I loved it. I thought it was <sighs> such a great way to kick off the tour. Yeah. If if you are just going there on a weekday and you want to get in to see the tour experience bit, then um, seven pounds fifty to get in there, which I think is fairly reasonable you get to, see to be honest. The cinema, the cafe, and the retail space for that yeah. price. Yeah. What I don't know is like, can you just pop into the cafe for free? I would have thought I would so, have thought and the, and the, and the it would shop. Be silly of them to prevent you from going in to spend money. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll find know. out in a few weeks when it opens. My um, suggestion is that they they sell t season passes or some kind of repeat ticket whereby you you pay seven pound fifty, you know, for a one yeah. time entry. But if you paid, I don't know, what do you think is a good price? Twenty quid, twenty five quid, unlimited entry for the year. Mm. I don't know. Maybe. I, mean, I think I would. Sign up for that. <laughs> um, they, they do have one deal there, though, to be honest. To be fair, I mean. So £60 gets you um, a deal which lets you in the Coronation Street Tour and the Emmerdale Village Tour as well, because they're both run by Continuum. Um, and I, I have we've never done the Emmerdale Tour, have we? I we really we want don't to. know Emmerdale, but I'd still be quite interested in going on I this tour. Go. I want to go and I want to. I want people to be like, oh, well, he's your favourite character. I don't watch it. I just came to the like villages. It just looks like, because it's it all, looks really nice because it's all filmed in an actual village and everything, and it's much more open. Well, and... I want them to do a um a deal on the Coronation Street experience and the Emmerdale Village tour and the Loch Ness Monster Museum. Yes, um, so it, it's a it's a bit of a shame that this isn't going to be open fully to the public by the time the Soap Awards come to, to um, Salford to in a couple out. of weeks' time. But, um, tickets are still available for that, by the way. Yeah, yeah, you can, yeah, you can still get tickets to the Soap Awards. I had a check today. There's still there's still plenty there. But um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, a, a, a really exciting new um, beginning 
for, for the Coronation Street tour. And um, if, yeah. if you get on it, you know, if you'll go in there in, in a few weeks and uh, when it opens, let, let us know how it, how it is. Mention us for a discount. Yes, definitely. That's not true. You don't get a discount. No, no, but still, <laughs> but still say that you listen to a fine or watch a fine podcast um, raving about the tour because we do because think this it is great now. Yes, um, right, and that's almost it for news. Really, there's been a few little bits here and there, possibly, but not really worth mentioning. But um, we 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 have found out this week. Um, Britain's Got Talent Week is definitely definitely on the week after next. Quite looking forward to that. Coronation Street, I think, haven't shared yet publicly what's going to be going on that week. But, um, you know, in terms of storylines, but look out for Tuesday when the um, the soap mags come out. If you are into spoilers, um, I'm sure you'll get your fill during that. Although I'm sure also there'll be... Um, not, they'll, they'll, there'll be some misdirections and they'll be withholding some of the uh, key storyline details for you there. I was kind of hoping for a big trailer this week. Because it was a week, a year ago this week that we had that brilliant <gasps> Abby and Imran spinning and round we, and trailer. We did, and we did our silly analysis, analysis which I love doing. I was all geared up and ready yeah. to do another trailer analysis this week, Coronation Street. Can we you let them. me down? I, I, it's still not too late for there to be one next week. Do you think they're like they, these people are nuts? I, if there we is a, if there trailer. is a trailer next week. I am, we are doing a, a silly trailer analysis of it. So I come on, Coronation it. Street. It's been a whole year since you had a proper swish proper artsy, artsy trailer. One. Just That's do it for BGT week. Go on. So 29th of May is when it's all kicking off. There's going to be um, five episodes of Corrie that week. Uh, five 30-minute episodes. They're all going to be at 7.30. So slightly less Coronation Street for the big week, which, um, you know, making that. But, um <laughs> Good for us, though, because we get to finish early. It's true. I don't know exactly what's going to be happening, but I can guarantee there'll be some kind of strange... Trauma. I'm just going to say there's going to be some weird sound effects and visual wibbly-wobbliness <laughs> going on with whatever the story is there. Um, yeah, look out for that. I um, heard that... Faye's leaving for Slough. Do you do you think is that going to be the big thing? The finale. That's going to be the last thing we see on Friday. <laughs> well, we will come back to that prediction um, in two weeks and see if you are right. So with that, yeah. Um, so that's half an hour at half seven. That's what I said. Twenty ninth of May. Let's do some feedback. So, feedback time. Thank you, everybody, who voted on a poll last week. As always, 3.17 out of 5 last week's Coronation Street scored. Very interested to see how this week does. Did everybody find it as uninspiring as we did? Everybody dance. I don't know. Um, last week, Rebecca scored it. Three and a half times Ryan thought Camilla was Audrey out of five. Rachel gave it two and a half. Bikini get waxes gone wrong out of five. And uh, my pick of the week was Pat, who gave it three curtsies to a postage stamp out of five. Yeah. Made me chuckle. So, I must apologise to our first um, feedbacker this week, Jay. This email's been sitting in our inbox for a month, and I kind of forgot about it. And I was scrolling through the inbox this week, and I was like, oh, blimey, we never even had this one. At least I don't think we have. Um, no, I don't recognise it. I apologise to our listeners if we have read this email before, but I don't think we have. So this this came from April, so it's, again, sorry, Jay. Sorry, um, Jay. He says... 
Greetings from the colonies. <laughs> Spring has arrived and that means that it's time for our Prime Minister leading us all out into the forest to suck the sap out of the Canadian <laughs> redwood trees. I'm going to believe it's that. It's a beautiful tradition. So by the time you read this, everything I'm about to write will be ancient history. You didn't even <laughs> you don't even, nah. uh, And your listeners, due to the length of time it takes to get the film reels off on a boat and have it cross <laughs> the North Atlantic to get to Canada. We have just watched the episodes where Stephen has been drugging Carla in order to take over the factory and the guy who we got acid from originally is blackmailing him. Every time someone crosses Stephen, I yell at the TV, hit him with a piece of office equipment. I think that he should come clean and tell everyone he is a killer and that way he could be the enforcer on the street. Ooh. For example, the, with Justin har harassing Daisy's story, just let Stephen know and the next thing you know, Justin is taking a tour of the Northern Canal systems. All problems solved quickly. I'm liking this idea. Having the official hitman <laughs> of the street. Am I the only one that thinks that Carla is far more interesting when she is tripping? <laughs> I'd like to see all of her scenes through her LSD goggles. They just show a regular scene in Roy's and then Carla wanders in and suddenly everyone is wearing clown costumes and yelling each other in Dutch. Good TV right there, my friends. <laughs> now is the time to get the big broom out and sweep out some of the cast that is not needed. Ask yourself... Would it really change the show if these characters were not there? Right, you ready for Gemma? Yeah, this is, this is yes Jay's no. hit list. I'll say yes to keep or no to get rid of. Beth. No. Kirk. No. Craig. No. He calls him Officer Tinkler. <laughs> um, Faye. No. Chesney. No. Gemma. Um, and everyone in the house. Oh, he's saying um for Gemma. See, I like... keep her. I think, I think keep Gemma. Especially if it's you're going to get Chesney. Tell yeah. me that just bringing it down. I'm Next. saying get Gemma and Michael together. Um, Yasmin. Keep. Eliza. That's the child. Um, it's her birthday. Don't forget her. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. You keep know, get now. rid of Eliza. I do like her, but there's, keep you know, there's not much to like at the moment because she's not in it. Stu. Keep. Um, Alia. No. Um, any of the Bailey family. Keep. Definitely keep some of those. And anyone under the age of 16. Um, no, I want to keep Hope. Hope and, and Sam. Sam. Hope and Sam can stay, everyone yeah. else. I mean, I, I, that, that's a fairly reserved list. I think I could probably list you off just that same number again of, of different characters. Um, she, I've got Jay to say, I honestly think, I know that everyone keeps talking about, Ian, when's Ian McLeod going to go? Producer, producer, need a new producer. Yad, yad, yad. But I really think that um, if there is a new producer, there's got to be a big cull. And I don't know how well it's going to go down. I don't think there will be. There definitely, we've, we've no, said many times there needs to be a cull, but I don't does. think there will be. But yeah, but we, you always expect the producers when they come in to sort of, you know, clean Swing the houses the a bit. But I don't think that um, Kate Oates did that. No. And Ian McLeod definitely didn't. I don't think Blackman so, did either. I think it's been a while since there's yeah, been a good I, I really think, producer accent. And it's horrible. But I think it's the same. Look, to use a gardening analogy. It really is painful sometimes to trim the branches off your fruit trees because you worry that you're not going to get as much fruit. But often you get more fruit because the branches that are there get to have more nutrients. Nice. So there are some characters, even in that list there, that maybe I wouldn't want to keep. And I was joking about a lot of them. I would keep uh, more than I said that I would have done. But um, Really? Yes. <laughs> but listen, 
there are some characters that we know aren't getting the the limelight they deserve and they're talented and they're interesting but there's just not enough time curry clearly does it's not bloated. have the capacity clearly no, anybody can see yeah. for the number of actors that they have on the cast I mean like we said gary appeared this week after what 3 months off toya and yeah. spider wandering in into the bistro like they've been lost on a ramble in the Outer Hebrides <laughs> for the past two and a half months. It's like, oh, we've made our way back to the street. Oh my gosh, it's Craig's party. Let's make a Let's hasty exit. that we meant to be here. Um, the thing is, and all, you know, I, I, I sometimes wonder if the, the main reason why they have such a big cast, is it because they're hedging their bets on who's going to be popular? Is it because they want more opportunities for romances? Is it because they want to appeal to a wider audience? Is it because they're thinking, we've got such outlandish stories that we need to spread it around a bit because it becomes completely unbelievable when one person, you know, this, that and the other thing mm. happens. But I'm going to say that they managed before, you know, in the grand scheme of Coronation Street, there used to be a much smaller cast list and we have iconic storylines and iconic relationships that mm. stood the test of time. I mean, cast members definitely can't work flat out all year, especially with the number of episodes I there are at the moment. I think that's the problem. But, it's, it's because if you got rid of a lot of people, the people that were left would have to be working their tails off. I think there's you know, a happy medium somewhere. When you watch it, you're just thinking, you know, this is a five minute seat. It's not even that long most of the time. It seems like a minute long. <laughs> Oh, how can this possibly take that much time? It takes a long time to film, even a, even a short scene. Mm. I, they they just can't do it the way they used to to do it. No, I mean back in the early days, a lot of the characters were in a lot of the episodes, but when they only had two episodes a week then, so yeah. it and they, it and wasn't they were, as overwhelming. They only filmed it, once. Yeah. They only filmed one day a week, and the rest of it was rehearsals. Yeah, we've spoken to lots of cast members, and they've said, "Oh God, we've, I'm in a really busy period. I definitely need a break." So I. I believe them they're not being lazy it takes a takes a lot of work to be in you know an a story um but the fact that even, you can have these characters a, disappear yeah. for months just me like the, it there's just just something wrong there it, it i and i i don't i don't know how it makes i don't know if or how cory will get out of it if we're losing the opportunities to have like these iconic legendary characters of yesteryear are we going to never see the like again just because of how little we can see? Yeah, to be to become a legendary character, you need to be you like be a, in it. You need to be in it. You need to be a permanent presence in the show, and there isn't anyone. I mean, even like last year when we were saying, oh, you know, Summer's in it too much, and it's not like everyone was loving her in it, but now she's not. No, there's no characters that are always there. And yeah, you're right. I think to become a, a legend, you need to be... In part a, of the furniture. In almost every episode. Yeah, yeah, doing something significant, and that's just nobody these days. I mean, Shona was the most far, most featured character of last year, but she didn't have no. a story particularly. No, and, and you know this but year we love Shona. I'm perfectly happy with her. Being this in year every we've episode. got tons of Daisy, and I think pe people are loving Daisy. Yes, they're criticizing her for doing her crystal thing um, at the moment, but she's mega popular character, but. I can imagine that, you know, come 2024, we're going to go weeks and months with no Daisy appearances. I'm honestly thinking to myself that Daisy is going to be the new Bella DeBoer. 
Well, she is already. No, but I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm thinking that she's gonna. They're gonna pin a lot of hopes onto, onto Daisy. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because they'll, be they'll have seen the reaction life. that that they're getting. She's beautiful. She's charismatic. She's talented. She can do comedy. She's got a brilliant position, being in the Rovers, working with Jenny. She can. She's also got that great trio going on between her, Jenny, and Glenda. Hmm. But honestly, even... if I'm going to tip somebody to become the biggest name in Corrie over the next ten years, I would say it's going to be Daisy. But it's entirely down to whether Charlotte Jordan is going to want to stay in Corrie long term. Because if she does, that I'm telling you is a legend in the making. Yeah, I I would say that about you know I would have said that a year ago about Abby, but that character has fallen off a cliff and she's playing in a minor role in this Aaron and Amy story. But it's been it's been crazy how so, yeah. much she's disappeared yeah. and she was you know the the biggest thing in Korea for a much long of that time. Is you know them giving the actors a well art well deserved break, but. Is it really fair because you're asking a lot of them, not just when they're performing in in such an intense manner, but also saying, you know, you you, you we want you in the show, but you can't, you know, do this, that and the other thing. You can't go off and film anything else, mm. but we're not going to give you any screen time for four months of the year. Yeah. It I mean, doesn't feel fair and it feels like if you're ambitious it gives you a good reason to think about, am I going to stick with Corey? Whereas, I'm going to say, you know, back in the day, it felt like a very sensible decision to hitch your star to Corey's wagon. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. you know, these days it feels a bit like, put you put a couple of years in. Mm. I, I do think with Abby that possibly lumbering her with Kevin has been a bit of a bad, bad move for the character. Move. I mean, he is a, he is a proper a... Corrie legend, but... He, well, it's he's... turned her into a boring pants washer. Yeah. He's washing Kevin's pants in Germany. And Some when's he coming back? Or Hausfrau. It's, it's, you know, it's very odd that Kevin is still in Germany at the moment. And, um... He likes his curry but it is, it is leaving. it is leaving Abby in a, a mega limbo at the moment. Very precarious position, unfortunately. She needs, she needs to have an affair or something. Not that Curry's um, needs another affair at the moment, of course. Well, I just, I know, we all know that she's going to Canada to, with, with yeah, yeah, Joe, she's going to, in a couple of to weeks. Um, do that little mini tour. Yeah. And I just been, I've been waiting for her to go because I knew that she was going to go off and I've been like, oh, I want Abby to go so she can come back because mm. I, I don't want, I want Abby to be on the screen all the time. But I feel like maybe the Cory writers are like, oh, we can't write anything until she comes back because she's going to be <laughs> leaving. And I know that's not how it works, no. but... I, I, I really hope that by the end of the year, Abby's got a big story, but I, I think a lot of it depends on whatever it is that's keeping Mike Lavelle away from the programme at the moment. I, Any... I'm just... You know, my main reason for singling Daisy out is particularly the, the online fandom... Yeah. Charlotte Jordan fandom. Yeah, for sure. Um, just to carry on from Jay's email, because we did interrupt him there, he says, Sorry, I know Jay. that He's I know that there are some who won't agree, but really, what is the point of some of these characters? But when you get back to my original question, would they be missed in the big picture? There are, you know, no, we know that, because there are 
you know, people on that list who haven't been in it for a long time and nobody noticed. I think that, I don't know whether there's many characters, to be honest, that if you went, the, the, the programme's not going to collapse if there anybody are goes. major, major, major characters who've just been conspicuous by their absence. But we, it feels, I feel like a goldfish when I watch Corey because I don't remember. Remember what? Every so often I'd be like, where's Peter gone? Hmm. You know? Yeah. Oh, how come we haven't seen Gary for a while? But I don't really think of them when they're not in it because there's so many other things. I don't know. Are we, are we undermining our point here? Who knows? Like, there's people like, you know, Gail. You say, oh, yeah, God, it's going to be tragic when Helen Worth leaves the programme. But she's not done anything of note for years, has she? It's a real... This is this is the thing that Corey's doing is focusing on stories, not characters. Mm. And I feel like it's a mistake. Yeah. Anyway, um, that, that'll do for, for Jay's email. Thank you, Jay. And again, sorry for, for losing your e- email in my inbox. Um, Gemma, we have he got... He says he's got to go back to his beaver ranch. He does have to go to his beaver ranch, yes. Um, Hadley has re- uh, sent us an email this week, which is a name that um, oh. was new to us because this is a, a new listener. So hello, new. Hadley. Welcome. A new one. I hope that today's very dreadful street talk segment hasn't put you off the well, podcast. We're usually better than that. Lots of new listeners recently, haven't we? Very interesting. Yes. Yeah. Would you say it like that for? I don't know, sorry. Like you think it's all just the FBI. <laughs> what does Hadley have to say? I just discovered your podcast and love it. Hooray. I had a question for the show. I've come up against a few times recently. If you were recommending Corey to Why someone... Why are you saying this angrily? I don't know, I just thought I'd try it out. If you were recommending Corey to someone who so never nice. seen it before, knows nothing about it, which episode would you suggest they start with? Huh? Why are you reading My it answer, like that? <laughs> Why not? It's fun. <laughs> Hadley doesn't mind. I hope not. My answer has been start with as far back as you can go on Hulu, which is about one and a half years in the US. Not sure it was different in the UK. I watched everything up until now, but that's obviously a lot. If you want to give someone the best taste of Corrie in one episode, which episode most encapsulates Corrie? Not which is the best episode, because that's even more subjective based on taste. I suppose it could be any episode ever, but I was thinking a recent-ish one. Are you going to answer that question? I haven't actually prepared an answer to that question. Um, so starting... St- if you were to recommend an episode of Coronation Street to anybody who's never seen it before, what would you say? What would you do? It doesn't have to be the best one. So this is interesting because I would always suggest what I thought was the best one because I want to people to c- c- come back and watch it. I mean, if but, it's got to be a recent one, yeah. if somebody was to say, you know, what's the best episode of Coronation Street ever, then it's not going to be a recent one. I know. So I say, oh yeah, watch Dan and Hilda's Second Honeymoon or... Watch the episode where... Um, watch the episode where Raquel comes back for the millennium, but that's not going to give you a taste of what Coronation that, Street is actually like That now. wouldn't help you at all, would it? Because you wouldn't care who, why Raquel was back or who mm. she was. I mean, the tram crash one is always a good one, but that's you know going back a, a good while now. Yeah, it, the, the the live episode for the tram crash is an absolute must watch. What's a good and there are you one? know there's a good decent amount of characters there that are still here now. To be fair, um, but again, the Coronation Street these days doesn't still feel quite like that. The thing is that my most my most exciting episodes always shocking ones or revelations but they're not gonna be revelations to somebody who doesn't know what's going on if i said oh watch the episode where they reveal that glory isn't really (laughs) michael and um 
Grace's. Grace's kid, you'd be watching it going, well, why did he think it was? I don't yeah. get it. What about um? What about the Stephen LSD episode? The one where he kills um. Leo, Rufus. Yeah, Rufus was good. I I wonder whether just like you know the ten thousandth episode where they go on that um coach trip, just to get an no. idea of the community and and no because it's full of them going. Do you remember? You like you'd be watching it go no I. Bloody don't remember. I haven't watched it. What do you mean, 10,000 Yeah, episodes? but it does give you an idea that Curry does, you know, keep in touch with its past. No, it's and it's and, and the community feel and the, you know, the women no. getting together and everything. No, because you'd be going, oh, I've got well, no, I would I've got no hope. Well, would. you put people off then, because they'd be watching it going, how am I supposed to keep up with this? This woman's talking about something that happened 40 years ago. <laughs> well, what would you pick then? What would I pick? I think I'd pick... I'd pick the Christmas Day episode where Nick and Peter nearly impale themselves on the on the railing. Which one Whatever was that? fight. What, the Christmas? In, in the street. Chris, chucking the Christmas gnome from a couple of years ago. Maybe. Um, what about the, the Helter Skelter of Death? I'd like... What about, what about a Horonation Street episode? Well, now, now, that would test their metal, wouldn't it? That would be... Are you sure you're you are prepared for what this really entails? You mm. want to watch Coronation Street? You know it's one of those. If you can't deal with me at my worst, you don't deserve <laughs> me at my best. Even though we loved it, I just think it might be a bit camp. Yeah, maybe to start out with. There's been a few episodes where we've said, you know, there wasn't any big. Um, that was just a good episode. Actiony, revelationy yeah, episode. But there, where there's just been some lovely characters speaking to each other and being nice, chatting to each other, chatting. I'm going to suggest think of any specific ones. My recent one, I would say you should watch, is the one where um, Stephen kills Leo. Stephen kills Leo. Where he drags her, drags him. Why would you recommend that? Because it's, it, I, I just think it's exciting, isn't it? Mm. And it sort of shows the potential of what Corey has. Yeah. I think, yeah. It's got to be something recent, because there's no point going, yeah, this used to be great ten years ago. Look look down our Street Talk shorts and find one that we both voted banging on. Mm. And that's probably a good place to go. There are lots and lots of standout episodes. The Acid Attack Street. one has probably been the best one so far this year. Yeah, yeah, that, that's say. a good one, because even if you don't know who Ryan is, you're still like, oh my god. He's just got acid in his face. That must but, hurt. Mm, but then you also get an idea, like, the way that that was filmed was a little bit different, wasn't it, with all the ed- over-editing and stuff. But... You'd also think, this show is educational, because I know now what to do if I get splashed in the face with acid. <laughs> um, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, some people would say that current Coronation Street itself doesn't necessarily encapsulate what makes Corrie great. So being able to pick a current episode is quite hard. Well, but... there's always some cr- criticism to make about, about Coronation Street. It reminds me of that when they bring up that quote that was, you know, from the Roman times, where like, the youth of today are insolent and lazy. And people have been saying the same thing for generations. So to, people have been saying Coronation Street's crap for sixty. Years. So to to answer your question, Hadley, uh, we, we, don't we, know. we we don't know. We can't answer your question. But, but we will admit any. Um, throw it out to the crowd. Yes, uh, uh, listeners, what what episodes would you recommend? I I probably should have put more thought into this before the episode was started recording, but 
It's more interesting than authentic to get our immediate reactions of <laughs> I don't know. Oh, continue. There was well, more I like to this, this bit episode. because this bit says, I'm elated, but so far I agree with absolutely everything Jimmer says. Mm. Not me. He doesn't agree with what I say. That's because you're like, oh, feminist podcast, rubbish, they just hate men. <laughs> uh, also, I appreciate hearing all the different opinions expressed, including the less popular ones that are more royals, hang on, that are more royal friendly. The day the Queen died, everyone around me was making jokes, and I definitely felt in the minority of people who felt that was just cruel. It's cruel. Your show has been a great de-stressor and happy thing to listen to before bed. Lovely. Thank you, That's Hadley. Nice. I hope we keep you as a listener. Yes, please do carry on listening to everything I say, which is correct. Um, Nancy um, enjoyed last week's <laughs> Coronation Street. She said, I liked the Ed and Addy, Aggie naming of the Commonwealth nations and uh, thought that the banter in the Commonwealth part, in the, in the uh, Coronation Party was pretty realistic. Daniel was lucky that Max gave him his phone back. I'm not convinced that Max is in that much danger yet. I loved it when Ryan walked into the Rovers and Jenny and Debbie hugged him. Daisy was not too smart to talk about him to Daniel in the Rovers, though. I feel bad for Daisy and Ryan, and Ryan's going to be devastated when he founds out that Daisy has been pretending to be Crystal all this time. Gav could be a good friend for Max. No, don't believe it. He's a liar. He could, he could. He's in there for lying. Stephen made a great decision by offering Fizz the job in Norfolk. She's much better, she's much better than Beth for the job. I love Hope's wish list. <laughs> and Kirk and Beth need to get back together quickly. Sarah finally gave in to Damon. Oh, Adam's going to find out about everything when Sarah gets pregnant, oh, though. Adam, I think I've Amy was right to warn Mia. I could see <laughs> that Abby's beginning to have doubts about Why do you hate it when I do, do, when I do my... Are you just jealous because you can't do your sexy voice? No, I'm just jealous because everybody on the Facebook group is saying how much that they love your Sarah voice. Somebody's put on the Facebook <laughs> group today that they're sad that Sarah's not been in the programme this week because they don't get to hear your Sarah voice. Well, here it is, everybody. Oh, oh, Damon, we can't be in the episode this week. We're going to have to be secret. Come here. Um, I hope, says Nancy, that Paul tells the court about his condition. It is wonderful that Izzy's going to make Gemma's wedding dress and I can't wait for Linda to come yeah, to the Linda. wedding. Nancy gave last week's episode three and a half croissants out of five, with the character of the week being Jenny Connor. But a shout out to Ryan and Debbie. Thank you very much, Nancy. Is this our final episode? Uh, I believe so. We got Rebecca has written in and she said, I loved all the coronation stuff in Monday's episode, especially the minute silence of the Queen, which I predicted in the yearly predictions they would do some sort of toast or remembrance of the Queen. Well done, Rebecca. I also like some... I don't think like I've got any predictions right from the beginning of the I year. I don't even yeah. remember what I said. I don't remember either, but it's not going the way it's I thought it would. It's all fine. Although I think I might have made the prediction that we are still going to have Ian McLeod as producer at the end of the year. And so because, far, I'm not wrong with that one. Yeah, but you've every year you've said it's he's not going to be, and now you've changed yeah, it. Changed are it. you trying to no, see no, no, if you no, can no, make not... something happen? <laughs> if he, you know, I'm, I'm I think you know. I think he's doing a great job. I think this the the role of producer is different now. There's no executive producer. I think that's what the difference is. It was much easier to cycle people in and out. But also, I do think that I said this before. It feels that it was a very recent phenomena that the producer would change as much as it had done. I don't think it's in the grand scheme of Coronation Street normal to have a new producer every few years. No, I think I, I think it, it was. I don't know, we'd have to look it up. I, I mean, Ian McLeod well, is definitely base, not the longest serving producer. I don't like to base but, my opinions on facts. Um, it is a case of a boring. bit of the devil you know as well. Rebecca want, says... We don't want anyone swanning in and getting rid of Jenny or anything like if that. If they did, we'd fight them. Mm-hmm. Rebecca says, uh, I also like some supporting it and some not. 
So I'm just not bothered. The coronation. I'm hoping the bunting is gone, though, by this week, as it's been a week and it's starting to look a bit weird. Anyway, on to the rest of the stories. I'm feeling sorry for Daniel with Max. He's only trying to help and he can't tell his boss about the phone and Max's video as Daniel wasn't supposed to have his phone in class. The very hungry caterpillar mention made me laugh and I wouldn't mind Gav coming back when Max is released. Ryan and Daisy are definitely going to have some sort of relationship. Maybe it could be a few weeks or a one-night stand, but they're going to connect intimately in a way. Oh my god! Is that way their genitals, Rebecca? <laughs> <laughs> Debbie also didn't mention Jack sepsis, but I had to remind my mum over, over Ryan covering for Debbie, and that's why they have a connection. Even though they didn't need the acid attack, and I hate things being used for drama's sake this time, but they needed a way for Ryan and Daisy to connect, as they weren't really speaking... Ryan was even going to go to Ibiza. I kind of want Daisy to tell Daniel the truth before the she has the affair because then Daniel and Daisy will be able to get back together. I feel as if she cheats, Daniel won't, if she cheats, Daniel won't forgive her. Speaking of cheating, Sarah Lou is just being silly. Like Michael, I didn't think she would be as brazen as she was. She's definitely going to get pregnant. <laughs> this woman. Oh, her fertility. Oh. Uh, I like Dee Dee being involved and I wouldn't mind her being involved with Adam even though Adam might ruin her character. I also like the connection between Mike and Adam as they only wanted to bring their genes into the world. <laughs> I like Fizz's maternity... Well, when Mike wanted to bring his genes into the world he set up a denim shop. Denim shop, baby factory, what's the difference? <laughs> uh, she says, I liked Fizz's maternity leave but I would also agree they could have just shipped her off and nobody would know like Toya and Maria, for example. Haven't been on screen for ages. And like Gemma said, we don't know that they... We don't know that they are pregnant. Which they're not. They're not. Um, <laughs> I did like the use of Zoom to keep in contact with Fizz and I hope that they use that more as it's realistic. Also, Devs, Kevs, Kievs, Devs, Kievs. That was brilliant. I love Amy and Ardy and I really hope that it can help her through her struggles. If I was Mia and found out the truth, I would dump her in to protect myself. But, you know, she won't. I loved Summer being a good friend to Amy and helping her with her makeup. Finally, I had to think for a minute about why he was connected to Chesney. Yeah. Paul is obviously going to get suspended a suspended sentence, but I'm hoping he reveals the truth before the wedding, as it wasn't he's supposed to go two weeks ago and he hasn't yet. Character of the week is Ryan, and I'll give the week three and a half times Ryan thought Camilla was already out of five. Really yeah. Thank you very much, thank Rebecca, you. and thank, thank you to everybody that wrote in this week. Mm -hmm. um, please do write in if you would like to have your comments read out. And we've got a Patreon thanks, don't we? Yes, we've got a new Patreon this week, Rory. Lovely, yes. lovely Rory tour guide Rory from the, the Coronation Street experience yes. has joined our illustrious oh, Patreon this so week. Nice. So thank you very much. Well, um, I already thanked Rory a couple of days ago, but now here's my public thanks. Thank Cheers you. Cheers very much. And we've got a few comments from tour guides and stuff who have uh, come across our um, comments and videos about about the tour experience and saying that they like... Uh, Thank goodness for that. Good. You guys work really hard and <laughs> it's really... It's a, it's a tough job because you're being, you know, performers and um, historians and it's great. Yeah. It's, we really make make the day yeah. special. So thank you. Thank you, Rory, and thank you, the rest of the tour guides. And also thank you to um, the Corey Experience for having us uh, do our sneak yes. peek. We'll be back. We'll be back. So we're do yeah, we'll be back for our normal show next week. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what we're doing for a bonus podcast next week. Might be a character profile again. Anybody want to be will. interviewed? Are you famous? Do you want to be on the show? I've, I've been reaching Email out. Us. I've been really reaching out and trying to get interviews. 
and, and, and it's difficult. I'm not getting many bites no. this year. I mean, you, you've probably seen this you by the fact that we've just had a couple this year, but I am really, really trying to get interviews and um, hitting some brick walls. So if anyone can help me out with that, please Conversations do. Conversationstreet.gmail.com if you fancy being interviewed. <laughs> um, Conversationstreet.podbean is our web address. You can find all of our, our topics and past episodes there and you can find us also on iTunes and Spotify and other places where you get your podcast you can leave us a review there you, you can, or you can listen to us on Amazon Music I did that the other day with a podcast because oh, they said um, yeah I've listened to us because oh. they said oh listen to a podcast all the way through you will get five pounds and I was like well I'm not listening to Conversation Street all the way through that's three hours long <laughs> listen to one of these short ones so lazy people can't be bothered to do a proper long Femporium. podcast Emporium yeah it, well, it, well I got halfway through it got taken down <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Instagram. Don't forget our YouTube uh, channel, which is Bozen. We've got loads of great videos. And uh, listen, please, please go, go, and, go and have a look at our curry tour one. It's Subscribe. like I think it's my one of my videos that I'm most proud of. And I even like I had little little captions coming up on the screen and everything. And it's got get a little bit of video footage, yeah. little bit of photos. We've got it's got got me interviews. sitting down doing an yeah. interview like a Michael Parkinson got, and everything. We've got Vox Pops. It's great. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, Facebook, we've got a Facebook group. Oh, we've got our Patreon as well. If you want to, if you, if it's all not enough for you, then sign up for that. Yeah, I guess we'll have to do our uh, May Patreon episode in the next uh, yeah, we week or do, two, yeah. won't we? We're Coming well up. getting towards the end of May. How do these months go so quickly? Right, we're done. Thank you everybody for listening. Again, apologies for not have anything of note or worth to say during the Street Talk segment this week. Maybe next week we will. But we've got to keep on going, because that's what we do. Never quit. So, until next time, ta from me. Be tenacious. And Gemma. Goodbye. And the music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Oh, oh, oh.